Guys, I have a question. And I was thinking about this today. And it's not necessarily the biggest thing for me, but my new this week, which we'll talk about in a bit, got me thinking, what's the most random figure in your collection? It could be six scale or whatever. Uh, Because usually I like to pair my figures with something. And, uh, yeah, now I have a cowboy, a six-scale cowboy. And I have literally nothing else to go with it. I don't have a horse. I don't have other cowboy-related six-scale figures. Um, So I was just wondering, like, what is it in your collection that kind of sticks out to you as, like, an outlier that kind of bugs you in a way? Yeah, the most random one I have is definitely that LeBron from Enter Bay. I like LeBron, but the fact that he's in a Lakers jersey is, is pretty random for me, right? Because I've got Kobe, I've got LeBron. I'm a Kings fan. I'm not even a Lakers fan. But oh. the shit was 75 bucks. Like, I couldn't... Zach and I were having this conversation, right? I couldn't yeah. say no to an Enterbay figure for 75 bucks shipped. It might have even been 70 honestly. So it's one of those where it's like, okay, can't say no to it. And then it yeah. went down to like 20 or like 50 it was like $30, I think, at one point, or like 50 oh bucks. God. It was like a yeah. stupid price. Okay, so I maybe was that's so actually angry. where I got it at, honestly. I, I can't even remember. I just no, remember I think so you and I, you and I just missed the cheapest it went. And it got it. It, it, I, I don't, then the shacks went that cheap and people were buying like six of them. It was, it was wild. <laughs> shout out to one. <laughs> like, that's an army, bro. Yeah, but um, Margaret, you supplemented it with, uh, with the actual. Uh, hoop, yeah, yeah, I did, and then went and got the young Kobe, and the yeah, so Kobe I can appreciate. LeBron on the Lakers still a little bit gross to me, so I think it, <laughs> there's been enough time from Kobe being in the league where I can rep it a little bit more. So still a little bit gross that I've got two Lakers oh, wow. uh, one six figures. I'm laughing, but all I'm thinking is sports. That's that's about <laughs> the extent of my knowledge. So, <laughs> I'm good Nothing at wrong thinking. With that. Okay. Wrong with that. Ben knew all about balls. <laughs> Um, no, not those. For me, uh, I would say probably my most random thing, which I guess I ended up getting a second figure, is the um, it's Diva. I don't remember which company made it. It's, I think it's Blizzard, the actual game company. Yeah, uh, they yeah, released they a quarter statues. Yeah, yeah quarter scale uh, Diva with uh, the Mecca, and I remember it was right when the Donald gave us like that first stimmy and I like, you know, I don't know how to act with money. You kidding me? You put unearned like $800, whatever it was <laughs> amount of dollars in my bank account. And it's gone. <laughs> oh, that shit was gone. Like in a day. Yeah. Um, I, th- but then I, you know, I, and I've never played the game and I've always said like, I have no idea. She just a cutie. And so I got a Figma, but it's still a pretty random piece of my collection. Yeah. I also have that Figma. It's a great figure. For me, it's a weird one, because I actually like the figure a lot, but I've always had a hard time fitting it in because of my OCD, and it's actually my Venom figure. I think it's due to the size of the figure in comparison to the rest of the scales that I have, with the exception of, I do have a Thanos, but it's so you're the saying it's too ar- big it's, and you can't fit it in is what you're pretty much wow. <laughs> and it's, it's too the, big and black it's the and arm scene and like problem. veiny too in a weird way you know wow, like, it's real girthy uh, like purpley it takes yeah, two hands weird. to hold <laughs> it does but i've always had a hard time fitting that one in it's just like and it and i think it's the arm seams it, it breaks the immersion for me all my other figures look like shrunk down you know scaled versions of the actor representation whereas the venom still to me just screams toy just a little bit so 
that one keeps getting lower and lower on the shelf until it, I think it's eventually going to move on. Send it to me, Ben. Wowza. I wouldn't just send it to you. I like it. Man, I mean, I don't know. I might be an outlier here. I don't really have any random figures anymore because I sold them all. (laughs) And uh, anything that I didn't fit into any of my focuses, uh, we'll probably talk about it later, but like all that stuff's gone now. So everything's pretty dialed in now. I mean, probably the most random thing I have right now in the collection is probably... um, a random vintage uh, Snake Eyes G.I. Joe figure um, on my desk uh, just because I don't have any other G.I. Joe stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's like a favorite from favorite character from childhood and favorite figure, but it just doesn't really fit in with any of the rest of my collection just because I don't want to go down that uh, G.I. Joe rabbit hole. I like that he can say Snake Eye and nobody says anything. If I said Snake Eye, it would have been turned into a dick joke somehow. (laughs) That's because you talk about swallowing nut. I do not talk about the difference. (laughs) Every chance you get, tough nut to swallow, Ben. That's a tough nut to swallow. That's called reaping what you sowed, Ben. Reaping what you sowed. Reaping what you nut. Are you an angel? Jesus. What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. You've got a billion toys. Oh. You brought in your doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. This is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash Collecting Weekly. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Marco the Triple Nut G. <laughs> I'm Ben. <laughs> and I'm Chris. Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. We want to thank everyone out there watching, whether it's live, on the replay, YouTube, uh, Spotify, wherever you're listening. And thank you to our, our, our beautiful guest, Chris Letty, for joining us today. Always wow. a, a favorite guest of mine. He's such a sweetheart and it, so insightful. Thank you, Chris. One of the few guests that we don't even have to take a vote on it. We just like, yeah, Chris Letty's coming. Let's you know, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Talk about oh, what doesn't fit in. Look at this guy. Feels, feels like a celebrity. I'm not gonna lie. So handsome, dude. <laughs> Unfair. Lots of eye candy right there. I'll take it. I'll take it. Usually that's TC. He's he's usually the eye candy, but uh, I'll take it here. There you go. Um, I am sick today. I've been sick. So if I go off cam, off mic, uh, I'm getting sick. So bear with me. We're going to get through it, though. True. Tuesday, the show must go on. Uh, We have Toy Mafia, SpongeBob Squareballs, DJ, uh, Ben Thomas, Badfish, Pablo Meza, Rob Barnes, Thor Gaming, uh, Chris Letty, Yomo, King Dingling, S-Beam, an absolute Irwin in the chat. Zach with the Ozal the Wise shirt, my guy. 
I want to give you like a bonus point for hot seat for that. Of course, since that was all the wise shirt. Uh, but Dean, we have a very special segment that we kick off all of our best shows with. Yeah, you guys running? Yes. It's new this week. Yeah, yeah. What'd you get new this week? So <clears throat> this is a carryover from last week, but I finally unboxed it yesterday on unboxing uh, yesterday. If you haven't watched that, go check it out. It's the Man in Black from um, Westworld's HBO uh, show, and it's fucking badass, dude. Six scale. I don't. I there. I don't know the name of the company. It's nowhere on the box, um, so I could not tell you who it is. That's the um, first. Yeah, it's the weirdest so thing. There's no branding on it. It's just like the name of the figure, which is just like LT two zero two two dash. A one. It's like okay, guys. Very elegant name as well. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's cool shit. Uh, I love this uh, show. Uh, It it gets a little off the rails and very convoluted in the later seasons, but season one and two are just juicy enough and convoluted enough that it's enjoy enjoying to watch. So, I highly recommend the first two seasons. Um, And it's. The man in black. He's if you've known the show, he's badass. Uh, kind of a dick, but you know, this this is the most compelling characters. So, um, yeah, finally got to unbox him yesterday, and uh, very wow. happy with the figure. Congratulations, uh, Marco. What did you get new this week? Yes, yeah, so I got the uh, Wonder Woman eighty four Wonder Woman. So this is the second one, or I guess maybe the third SKU or SKU, if you will. Um, from the film this is a film that i didn't like at all and now i've got two wonder womans from it but i feel like it you know produced really cool designs so very very happy with this wonder woman she has that new well i don't know that it's body soka has but it's like this newly developed seamless body that's very heavy so you know i got both of them recently and it they were both very substantial so uh, very happy with her and kind of just uh, completes my trinity that I've got going on. Not pictured here, obviously. This is no one's trinity, but yeah, a beautiful figure. She's got the metallic uh, armor as well. So happy to have her. Wow. The uh, the new seamless body, is this supposed to be more durable or is it just more like a redesign of the articulation? I think that's the thought, right? I mean, obviously Hot Toys does not communicate with us, but it seems like it's more sturdy. Hopefully it'll be more durable over time. I've obviously got her posed in a very not dynamic pose because I still don't trust those seamless bodies. But, you know, when you pick it up, it is very hefty. So, um, yeah, it feels wow. very impressive in hands, much like the Venom. Girthy. Uh, Letty, what do we got this week? Uh, I got some cards, um, kind of where most of the collection's focusing um, at this point. But, uh, yeah, so on screen here uh, on the on the right there um is a it's a an ahsoka tano uh graded by uh cgc uh i got a perfect 10 grade um that's a refractor from the tops chrome 2021 uh set and then um on the left is a one of one sketch card artist proof from artist uh cyrus shercat and uh, that's all hand drawn and painted um, on the card. Uh, so love the design. That's amazing. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. A ten of ten for a ten of ten. Right. Um, yeah. Our latest, our last episode, we uh, discussed um, 
sketch cards. Uh, on screen here, we've got uh, on the left, it's uh, a Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow graded uh, CGC card, um, 9.5. Um, probably my favorite look of uh, Black Widow and uh, still one of my favorite movies within the MCU. Top tier movie for me, Winter Soldier. Um, and, yeah, and then um, on the right is uh, since we're we might be discussing uh, something within the Harry Potter realm. Um, Harry Potter. <laughs> I wanted to share some of the Harry Potter cards that I picked up. Um, these aren't new this week. I, I picked them up a little while back, but figure it was fitting here. These are from Artbox, a uh, company that made uh, the Harry Harry Potter movie cards uh, in the early to mid 2000s and uh, these all have pieces of um, uh, clothing that were worn by the actors during the filming of the movies. I've got um, two with Harry Potter and one with Hermione um, and these are all serial numbered uh, out of I think one of them's out of 300 one of them's out of like 600 one's out of 700 so are those her pants? Yes, those are her you corduroy dog, pants. Dude. I know, right? <laughs> you didn't have to. He would be taking a whiff, bro. <laughs> Had to get some uh, Emma Watson's pants. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Right? You would keep that card in a Ziploc, bro. Seriously. Just fucking um, crack the seal just a little bit, bro. Seriously. Only from the later yes. movies, though. I think right. she's still a kid in those movies. Yeah, yeah, um, that, yeah so, I mean, her, her stuff alone for these movies, uh, these these movie cards uh, go for a significant amount of money. And uh, you could also get autographs, on-card autographs in those releases. <laughs> Please unmute, Dean. I need to hear the laughter. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Scratch and sniff. Um, oh, God. <laughs> oh, bloody. Just, uh, yeah. So, so um, I've looked into the costume cards before for the Lord mm -hmm. of the Rings ones. Yeah. And on those, the, um, on the Lord of the Rings ones, which I don't know if they're the same company, but it's more just like the fabric swatch from the material used. So are these yeah. actually from the costumes or is this like a swatch of fabric or does, the, is it kind of hard to tell? It, it usually says on the back. So on the back of these cards, it says, uh, these are the materials used, um, during the filming, um, of the the movie, you know, that the actor wore, um, where some of those other uh, releases will say sourced material, same yeah, exactly. as yeah, exactly. the material okay. used. So it's like, it, it, it's not guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like sports cards. You have some cards where it's like game-worn jersey sure. piece and then some say like player worn and that mean usually means they just wore the piece of clothing during like um you Train know like a promotional well even Dude. just like a promotional thing they yeah. just put the shirt on and we should make it. our own trading cards i'm gonna sell like game <laughs> stream worn bro you need a patch <laughs> of i don't want to do some heather bro do you normally have these on display or do you like have them tucked away like uh, the, you... most i mean they're all tucked away right now i have a case um cool. it's it's basically a gun case that i have them um in but eventually i i'd like to have them on display uh a lot of people have you know detoffs or 
various uh, glass cabinets and stuff where you get different uh, types of like acrylic risers and you put them on stands and you can have them all on display. Uh, so I'd dream scenario. I'd love to have like kind of recreate like a little corner that's like a card shop and have cool. uh, different displays um, there you and go. that sort of thing. So, yeah. Cool. So asking for a friend, but you said those uh, Harry Potter cards go for a high amount. Like what, what's the ballpark range we're talking uh, the Hermione cards worth, uh, about 300 to $400. Um, and then each one of the Harry Potters is, uh, one of them, I think the top one is like 150 to 200. And then the, the bottom one is about mm, 175 to 250. Okay. So, so not as crazy as, I mean, still not insignificant, but not as crazy as I assumed. So, yeah, well, I was saying the autograph cards, uh, there's like a triple auto uh, from a couple different sets with Hermione and uh, Harry and Ron. And um, those go for like $30,000. Oh, so gosh. <laughs> <laughs> there was one, I can't afford this. There was one at auction uh, recently that sold for over $50,000. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. That's insane. Yeah. Let's just Impressed say out. there's there's a... Um, a segment of the Harry Potter uh, collecting community that will pay mega bucks for any of the rare stuff, like screen used st um, items or yeah. uh, you know first edition prints of the you know the books. Oh yeah, big money! Wow, it's okay. it's nuts. Yeah, but I mean, even like the boxes. If you were to buy a sealed box. Of those Harry, any of those Harry Potter cards, um, now uh, you've got to pay like maybe two thousand dollars just for a Jesus. sealed box of um, packs Holy to potentially cow. get a. You know, you have no idea what you're getting, but uh, man, if you pull one of those autographs, you know, even single autograph cards. There's quad autos. Uh, there's one that is up for sale right now. It's um, the four wizards that were part of the uh, Tri-Wizard, supposed to be the Tri-Wizard tournament and Goblet of Fire, like Robert Pattinson, Daniel Radcliffe, and the other two actors. And um, I think it's on Golden Auctions right now. It's like twelve to $15,000, and there's still like 25 Jesus. days left on it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but you know, ten thousand to get fifteen thousand doesn't feel like a good enough gamble for me. For the percentages, no, don't add up. no, so because because you could get an autograph of some, you know, tertiary nephew, character. Bro. Yeah, that it's worth like thirty the bucks. Frog. So <laughs> that's crazy. Who is the I, first um, person to like bring cards by your desk and like, hey, check these out. These are kind of cool, and then push you off that slippery slope, <laughs> or, or did you find it on your own terms? Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, it's with any area of collecting, if you want to keep progressing as a collector, your um, ability to, or lack of, um, I don't know, you just keep spending more money on stuff. And it's like, all right, I got these base cards that are kind of cool, but like, what's the next step? And then you're like, okay, like, oh, these like insert cards are pretty cool, but like, what's the next step? And it's kind of like action figures, you know, you start out with small scale and then you eventually are moving up to, you know, one third scale statues. And you're like, 
how did I just spend $2,500 on this statue? progressive seduction, even within the 1-6, right? I <laughs> yeah, never thought I would totally. spend 250 let alone $1,100 on two figures. So. Right, you're and then you've got, you've got like 50 to 100 hot toys, and you're like, how did I get to this yeah, one? Seven, <laughs> six or seven. <laughs> um, I it's your interesting. son almost has as many as you, Zach. Uh, it's interesting with the sketch cards how um, some of the artists really phone it in and then some yeah. of them produce masterpieces Dude. like this. Uh, I collect, uh, or at least I'm, I've tried to collect the Lord of the Rings sketch cards. Mm. And some of them, it's like, bro, you, this was done like, you know, 4.59 on a Friday. Like, they yeah. were like, fuck <laughs> this shit. Yeah, there's a whole. It's also, it's also interesting because there's, I, I don't know about this set, but I know for like the Lord of the Rings set, there's mm-hmm. not like a master list of all the sketch cards yeah and so there's a website where whenever they go up for sale or for auction this guy grabs a picture and mm. adds it to like a like a sketch card master list and so the ones that i have because they've been sold a few times they're on there and it's really interesting to see because they're you know they're one of one pieces absolutely um yeah it's crazy uh Ye- paul schreiber with the one dollar super yeah. chat thanks my guy love you yeah as far as that goes like there's um well for the star wars uh artists there's a couple star wars card collector groups and uh sometimes the artists will post a picture of all the cards that they did for a set and um that's pretty cool that they're involved with the community and they're letting everybody know some of the artists don't don't do that um but they might post on their own Instagram page. But yeah, some dude, the level of art, like some of the sketches are just like the worst pencil drawing ever. And then some are like, you know, like this so, one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, like I saw what? I've seen that one. <laughs> well, it's been there for like two years. I know. I could, Who's I that supposed that? to be? I have well, no talent. <laughs> right. I've got I've got some uh Galadriel um sketch cards and uh you know it, I I'm very choosy with with what I go with. Um but like again, some of them are so insane that they go for thousands of dollars and you're like, All right, guess I can't have that one. <laughs> Somebody's Dean, you're missing, to pay. You're missing the boat on this, buddy. I feel like you need to get in on this racket here soon. On on Let's Get Nuts on Sunday, I featured some of Dean's artwork on the show, and it was some amazing stuff. You need to just shrink that shit down, buddy. Get it on a card. Start selling them for like 300 bucks a pop. I want a right? commission piece if you do. Do you have I'm to be saying. like a famous artist to do that? Or nope. can you just nope. buy... No, I went to um show I did in uh, March. Um, there was some artists set up there, and they... Two of them were licensed tops sketch artists, and uh, they basically like um, submitted their portfolio to tops. And it's uh, you know whether or not tops is you know approves it or whatever company Cryptozoic or you know Mar- uh, Upper Deck or whatever. It's um, you know there's there's all different levels to. Uh, to the artists that get approved this is yes. one of the ones that i have nice i love nice. it it's really sad because this guy passed away i think from from covid real sad uh i think his name was christian dalla um Vichia. but yeah on the back it's so you are now a proud owner of an original hand-drawn piece of art inspired by lord of the rings that's pretty cool so yeah these are cool i actually bought 
uh, two of them from this guy, and I sent one to Mark Pearson. But, uh, oh, there you go, the Galadriel. Look at that. Yeah, see, like, Dean, I, like, your artwork's amazing, buddy. I feel like you could get in on this. Hell yeah. So Dean. this one's a little bit, you know, it's obviously stylized, but I, I really, li- sorry, I really like the image. Um, and this is, this is cryptozoic cheese and crow, the glare. But, um, you know, I, I really like that, the imagery. Um, and then this one is from, uh, Tops. This is a earlier oh, release. Like Beautiful. Nice. Love, love this one. Um, so it's a, a little bit different, but, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm a Galadriel fan, a Cape Blanchett fan. Um, but there, the competition's there when, when those things go up for auction, especially, um, expensive, bro. expensive, expensive. So it's like, if there one pops up as a buy it now, um, and you really like the artwork and you're willing to pay, that amount like i jump on it um honestly um yeah because because you get caught in a bidding war and eh, forget about it cool man thanks can for I, sharing that's awesome yeah, can absolutely. i buy blank sketch cards yeah you can the hobby lobby yep. oh, uh, hobby lobby bro yeah. dude do me a sketch card send too. me some i'll sketch you something <laughs> wow uh so not as exciting as what chris showed but i got i uh indiana jones from target last night and uh i used to scoff at people that ask the employees to check the back but i am now one of those people uh (laughs) because it turns out uh the dpci stuff isn't really that great to look things up and um a lot of times they don't put their stuff on the floor till like late night so if you're not there first in the morning then you know you're not going to get it so uh this lovely um employee was nice enough to check and uh yeah, I was able to get it. There's always stuff like in the back, bro. You just got to get the right person to say yes. That's it. That's right. I used my, I like my the, boyish charm. I like your reasoning uh, yesterday. <laughs> You're like, I'm asking from now on because gas is too expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it fucking pisses me off because... Okay, so I, I went to uh, Target Bandera like two weeks ago. And I was looking for something and they didn't have it. And I had heard from another collector, we have like this local group that does store reports and they're like, oh, they have like eight of them. And so I hurried over there. I was there like in 35 minutes with traffic. All eight were gone. And I was like, what the fuck? And so the the, guy, the manager of the toy section was like, well, let me tell you what stores have it in town. Oh, Bandera Target has six of them. And I'm like, bro, I was just there. And he's like, oh, well, they're probably in the back. If I can go back and sure enough, they were in the back. Wasted an hour of my time and an hour's worth of gas. I could have just asked them to check the back. So I'm always I'm always checking the back from now on. Bro, I love hashtag this, check the back going in the. I love that the, this uh, comes though with a sword with the three flaming chickens. He like in the scene where he just whips the sword it. and it impales the dude in at the beginning. Awesome, uh, and then the I diamond. The diamond. You should like you should uh, 3D print like a bucket of ice. So you can hide the diamond uh-huh. on top with the ice for to recreate that scene where he's scrambling around and shit. It's a great scene. Look what I did. So um, they give you... I had to put it in a little fucking bag because I was 100% going to lose this. The but this diamond doesn't look that good. So I went to Hobby Lobby and I got some real diamonds. Decent. They're not real. Bedazzle. Cowboy. There you go. Look at, look at these. Look at, the, look at the shimmer on these bad boys. 
That's nice. That's icy, bro. But yeah, yeah the flaming chickens. That. That's a, like a deeper cut. Like that's that's an interesting. There we go. OG hashtag check like the that. back, baby. Check the back. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's 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 get into it. Uh, so last week we talked about the present toys Ellen Ripley. Uh, Dean the Dream Martin said, "Huh, that gun should look more Super Nintendo like." And Dean, for that, I give you one of these. You get a point hey. because they were like, "You're right." And so they changed the pants color. Uh, they also changed the uh, the weapon colors. And in the film, which we all should have watched, she tapes the uh, rifle and the flamethrower together. And uh, that's that's how that happens. And you can apparently bind the weapons together. Though they're using a strap, but I'm almost certain in the movie it was taped. But I, I don't know. Maybe I have to go back and look at that. Uh, but yeah, no mention of the portrait yet. Uh, I think that's definitely something I think they should work on. But uh, overall, really tempted by this figure, especially how good of a movie Aliens is. Yeah, same. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, just a quick little update on Ripley. Um, Hot Toys <clears throat> did tease uh, across the Spider Verse figures, uh, and I'm curious what you guys think about this because uh, we've had a Miles, we've had a Gwen, and both of those were on the standard sort of Hot Toys uh, seamless type figures where. You know, there's an underlying articulated body with a um, fabric suit overlay. And it seems like that's what they're doing again with Miles and with uh, Gwen here. Uh, but with 2099, at least for this uh, photograph here, um, he's really almost like an overscaled Marvel Legends or the uh, Figuart slash Moffex versions that are going to come out, uh, where it's a full plastic body and um, exposed joints throughout. I don't think I would necessarily have as big of a problem if the full line had chosen a direction and stuck with it. I think the issue for me is that, at least according to this photo, some of the figures will be a more traditional Hot Toys, and then 2099 will be this jointed, upscaled Marvel Legends. Uh, Dean, what do you think about this? Yeah, it's a weird choice, um, because he's going to stick out like a sore thumb on your shelf. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I was thinking like, well, he's kind of a weird shape in the cartoon. So maybe they, they wanted to do like a custom body, but like the body is right here. We're looking at it. Like what's stopping them from just putting a suit on top of that body. It just like the more I think about it, the it's more a good it fucking point. Yeah. yeah a good like, fucking point. Honestly. Yeah. The more I think about it, the less it makes sense. And I buy Hot Toys for Hot Toys, not like if I wanted a Mondo figure, I would have just bought that. So it it's just a weird choice um, because we've seen them tease figures before. And if they're not ready to be shown, it's like grayed out. So <laughs> the fact that they're showing us like this means like they're pretty confident and they're going this direction. And it, like you said, it's like, well, the other two aren't like this. So what, what gives it's super, I don't like it. Yeah. DM with you. I'm in hot toys for their realism. This is going the opposite direction from what I personally want to collect. Um, and we've been pretty tough on in art in terms of their communication. And they kind of had those really long bullet point posts a while back. That wasn't great. And I think we're going to get into some really positive stuff that they've done for Harry Potter. But this is like not good communication because 
we've had too many days to chew on this at this point. I think the public opinion, at least in our small community, they've already lost with this figure and they could have, you know, either graded out or showed us like a full, like, here's what it does. Here's the reason why we designed it this way. But instead they give us, you know, ha half to a third of the body and just kind of let our imaginations run wild. And all the points you made about they could have designed it another way just are too valid. So yeah, this is a bummer to see. I'm not going to I'm not going to close the coffin on this figure just yet because it could end up being really cool, honestly. I haven't seen the film yet either, um, but it's just really poor communication on Hot Toys' part. I wonder if they can't say something at the moment. Maybe they're embargoed because the film hasn't come out yet. Maybe this is from a scene of the film. Keep in mind, like, it's a, like a multi-dimensional film, right? And so... What if there's uh, like an artistic style in one of the the spider verses that looks more like this version of the 2099 suit versus the rest? Like it, it's hard to know. Um, the other thing is, I mean, that maybe is a stretch. I'll give it. I'll give it that. That's maybe a stretch. But Oof, the, other, the other thing, I almost pulled a hammy with that stretch, bro. <laughs> My goodness, to see it. <laughs> the other thing I was gonna <laughs> love you. <laughs> the other thing I was gonna say was the original 2099 suit had terrible, terrible articulation, right? Because it had the thick rubber section on the front. You could barely bend it at the waist or at the midsection, and people complained about its articulation. So maybe they were like, "Hey, you know what? To heck with that. We're going to give you extra." articulation on this version the only downfall is is that it doesn't seem to match the rest of it right i mean i could take the the spider-man and the gwen and i could put that in my collection especially with their masks on and it would it would look like it was another version of spider-man that's like from a movie realistic version of the universe i think anyways whereas this 2099 suit just screams toy a little bit to me but on the other hand, so did the Carnage when I first saw solicitation photos of that figure. And now that I've seen people getting that in hand, I'm a lot more amped about it. It looks a lot cooler than I expected. And so maybe this one, like you said, Marco, just needs better marketing, right? Maybe they just need to show us a little bit more of what this guy can do. Um, that, won't, that won't disguise the fact that he's got these pretty obvious joints. But maybe once you get it posed and, you know, with a professional photographer and stuff like that, you can make it look pretty cool. So I'm, I'm a 50-50 split on it right now. I don't love it from this solicitation photo, but I am excited to see more of it uh, to see if it'll be more interesting. Yeah, like in a vacuum, like if this wasn't Hot Toys, I think it would, you know, it'd look cool and um, be fine. But the fact that this is Hot Toys, it's a little odd. Um, you know, we've had some of those different scale marvel um figures that they've put out before um you know if it was like kind of in that line uh maybe it would make more sense but um yeah this is this definitely need need some more info need some you know more images you know other than the waist up and you don't even get like the full arms and stuff like that you know and then the figure compared to the other uh figures in the line um yeah, I just I don't know. I it's not really it's not really working for me in this uh, you know, within the Hot Toys um you know, whole sphere, but uh I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll you know, look really cool and and after seeing the movie, it'll, you know, be one of those ones that you're like, "Man, you know, I can get over all that stuff because the you know, the character was so cool in the movie um and it, maybe it works." But uh yeah, I just I need to see I need to see some more, uh, you know, from Hot Toys from the on this one. 
Hashtag wait for Inhart to do it. I am um, <laughs> in ten years. <laughs> so, I think one of my biggest problems with the um, <coughs> with the Spider-Man figures is they're not that poseable in the sense like you wouldn't want to leave them in a pose very long, right? Because the suits will stick to themselves or, you know, just odds and ends damages. Um, I, I want to say on the first miles, the red striping on the shoulders and on the torso, if you articulated a bunch, it would start to peel, you know, just any number of things. So I, I think there is some inherent value from something like this, even though I think a lot of people are turned off by it. Um, Five or six years ago, Dean, I don't remember if you recall, uh, Marvel Legends had made 12-inch uh, Spider-Man figures that were, that were literally just double-scaled um, off of their pizza Spider-Man bodies. And they were fantastic. And if they were just a little nicer, yeah. dare I say, they would look fantastic on your shelf. I think I think I really would like them to lean into this concept because I think... I, and I know that a lot of people won't like it, but for me as someone that does like to display the spider characters like in a dynamic pose, I think this is really the best way to do it. Like, let's see, for example, the uh, Mofex black suit Spider-Man, like, you you would never, like, get and keep a Hot Toys in this pose. Maybe you might be able to get it, but you wouldn't ever keep it in a pose like that, you know, outside of a few quick photos. And I think that there is some value there, but like the chat is saying, I think the price would have to go way down because you're not paying for that fabric and, you know, the tailoring and the design and everything like that. And I do think that it has to be consistent within the line because this is already a big switch, you know, going from what they've showed us in the past with, you know, however many spider characters are already out. I think with if, if they're doing it like this in their own line, they're sabotaging themselves, um, even though I think it's a big change. Uh, I I really would like them to lean in one way or the other, all the way. Either either add fabric to the twenty ninety nine, or make Miles and Gwen different from the first releases. Yeah, that, that's what um, I was about to say. Is it kind of, it would kind of benefit them? It's like, well, I have the first Miles, and this Miles isn't much different. It, in fact, it probably comes with even less stuff. So to have that superposable option that matches. The other figures i think it's like oh well this miles makes sense to add now as well yeah sorry maybe this is a new question are these supposed to be new miles and gwen in the back i know that in the film they I are don't... updated and they got new shoes and stuff but you can't see any of that in this picture so it's hard to you, know if you can on that. miles um he doesn't have the um let me show you he doesn't have the uh the red uh shoulder paint and then also the new miles mm. on the inner arm he has red like from his armpit all the way to his wrist and gotcha. you can see or the palm rather and you can see that in this one so i i morgan bad echo i definitely think that um that these are at, at minimum the new miles i'm not sure about the gwen um, I haven't really looked at her costume that much, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Yeah, I think her but arms it, and hands are different. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand. And and like the whole thing about twenty ninety nine, like I saw some comments where people saying like, well, he's probably too bulky of a character. Like the way he's built in the show is very top heavy, and I know Marvel Legends struggled with that a bit. And figure arts when they 
I want to say it was figures. So we were talking about small talk. They had changed the proportions quite a bit to look a little bit more human. But I mean, the, that's the challenge of hot toys, right? Like they need to figure that shit out because I, I don't know that this is the best way to do it, but obviously we're speculating on one image. You know, we'll get more stuff as the film goes. They make a lot of spider characters. So I wouldn't be surprised that we, um, uh, we'll see more information about this, but I I'm probably in the small minority here, um, which I typically am on this issue where I don't mind joints on hot toys because I do like to pose real crazy and I don't like my figures to be damaged uh, from being posed, but I really think they should they should lean into it. Uh, but let's uh, let's the Gwen Stacy is a different version. Oh, okay. What what yeah. in particular is different? Uh, her hands and and forearms are all white in the first movie. Ah, look at you, Dean. Yeah. Look at you. Uh, so up next, uh, Star Lord. Uh, this is uh, two sixty five, releasing July to December two thousand twenty four. Um, I will be honest. Looking at these photos, this seems like a very boring release. And when Dean had first pulled photos. I want to say you pulled like six photos and I was like in my head, like, geez, Dean, come on, you're being lazy. And then I looked through the photos and I'm like, like 10 of these photos are just cropped versions of other photos. Like they're not, yeah, they're basically all the same photo and they're just bad. Like, like bad photos. Like I, I think that they're not doing this character justice. It is a very bare bones release. And to be honest, like I'm not, I'm not super loving the portrait um, I've, I've seen maybe like 30% of the people in the same camp as me where they, they don't like it. Um, it, it looks very idealized Chris Pratt. And I think in the movie, the vibe that I got is like, you know, he's dealing with depression he's kind of, you know, drinking, kind of doing whatever. And it, it's just this, he, he seems like super, I mean, he's handsome, but he, he seems like very, like handsome Chris Pratt rather than what we see in the movie. Um, but I do like the Ravager suits. I, 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 I'm a big fan of them in the film. Um, you know, it's a shame obviously in the movie, perhaps a small spoiler, but he doesn't have, uh, that I can recall the mask. Uh, so that's something that, that this figure is missing accessory wise. Um, you do get, um, the little effect pieces there for the, the pistols. Um, and they've, not shown us the zoom so it's kind of kind of hit or miss as to whether that's um accurate or included uh but dean what do you think about this it is included but whether or not it's accurate sorry uh yeah i'm um i'm gonna disagree with you almost every on every point there uh other than the fact that this figure doesn't come with much of anything um all the star lords in the past have come with a bunch of shit um the fact that you only get some like sh- shooty bits and hands is like kind of like what i guess uh maybe they'll come out with a deluxe because he has come in a deluxe in the past so I do not know. give them ideas <laughs> you can't retroactively go back and do a deluxe howard's like write that yeah. down <laughs> write that down um but i mean he's got like the longer hair it's very disheveled like i think this I honestly think this is the best Chris Pratt sculpt we've gotten. Um, wow. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and the yep. suit, 
it's it's not one of the suits that's going to deteriorate over time of uh, save for maybe like in up in the shoulder areas um but the other chris pratt figures star lord you know they have that those pleather jackets and you know i'm always scared that i'm gonna go to my figure one day and it's gonna be completely wrecked so this is cool um that that won't happen but it's a team suit so everybody's gonna have to wear the team suit which i'm pretty bummed about um so there's other versions of all the other characters though so you you know you're gonna have plenty of options to buy those because i think people will sell their old ones for the new ones so you know if you don't if you're not sold on spending ben what was it that you said if you wanted to buy all these for for me in canadian it's about two grand Maybe twenty five hundred, depending on the cost of them all. Once they're out, <laughs> yeah, it's, so a, it's huge like, oh, yeah, yeah. a huge investment. Yeah, huge investment. But um, yeah, I actually really, really love this figure. I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, so I'm I'm with Zach in that this is definitely a boring lease, right, Dean? You just said it. The previous Star Lords have come with a lot more. Obviously, Infinity War came with less than Volume Two, but Volume Two was kind of like the gold standard. You had multiple looks and. So when I first saw this, I was like, okay, I'm good with my Infinity War Star-Lord. I got him for under 200 bucks, But this head sculpt kept kind of calling to me. I had already gone down the path of pre-ordering the rocket. And so I don't want to order this entire team, but I, I'm a big fan of Chris Pratt. This looked really good. So I, I went back and uh, pre-ordered. In the past, I would say, you know, this one's for sure going bargain bin because, you know, the value's not there. But I, I just don't know what to think right now with Hot Toys. And so I, I went ahead and secured uh, secured something again with no tax, no shipping costs or, or minimal shipping costs. Um, but the Zune was enough. The Zune and the head sculpt were enough to sell me on this figure. Now, am I a simp for that reason? Yeah, probably because th- this is Hot Toys minimal effort. But again, I'm in it for the realism and at least they're giving us a really stellar head sculpt from what I see. So hopefully the final turns out just as good. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a disappointing trend to see prices increasing and less accessories. Um, so we'll see what the rest of the line, what, what accessories we, we may get from these guys. For sure. Uh, all great points, buddy. I, Pablo Mesa says, uh, do you think this beats the definitive guardian two figure? Uh, I would say not with regards to the head sculpt. Um, I would say no, honestly. I, th- I still think the Guardians 2 figure is better. I like the jacket. I like the accessories that come with that figure. You like the uh, head sculpt on that one better as well, you're saying? I, I, li- I like it for different reasons, I guess. I think this one looks a little bit more like Chris Pratt, but I like that the other one comes with a helmet accessory. So if you don't love the sculpt, you can still make him look like Star-Lord within your collection and kind of just fit it in as a helmeted character. This, because it doesn't come with the helmet, you're really committing to having really just Chris Pratt on display in a in a team suit, right? I mentioned it on my show the other day, and, and I mean everybody laughed at me, but which is fair. Uh, I would love to see Typically. like a five a five pack of of the team suits, you know, like give us a bit of a discounted rate on the figures individually, so you could still buy them individually if you truly wanted to, like if you didn't want a Nebula or, or a Star Lord, but. But if you wanted to get them all, do it like 3-0 did with the Power Ranger 5-pack. You know, cut down on the price just a little bit. Give people a little bit of incentive to consider the 5-pack and then get that in people's hands. Now, the cost of shipping would be pretty big. It would be one hell of a box, I'm sure. But I would be more likely to save up slowly over time for, like, maybe it's... How many figures is it? It's Drax, Nebula, uh, Star-Lord, 
Uh, Gamora wouldn't be part of it technically. Uh, That's Mantis, a, a tough though, Rocket. I guess it's like more than five. S Beam, you're right. I'm just saying. I think it would be cool to have a team pack. Uh, it would incentivize me more. As at this rate, even though I like this head sculpt probably the best of all the Chris Pratts, I think it would be weird to have just him in my collection. So I'm not going to buy it at all. Uh, and if anything, I'd go back to the more like eclectic look that they all had in the past, where they don't have to match each other um, because they're all badasses in their own in their own right. Um, but I do think it's a cool figure. It is just a bit of a watered down release. It is feeling a little bit boring in comparison to some of the other figures I want. So you, are you all or nothing with this line, Ben? Considering yeah, you pass it on I this, th- you pass on Rocket. I think I would have to be because yeah, at this point, like yeah, if I had the Rocket, I'd feel like I had to now buy this. And if I buy this, then it's the Nebula, and then like all the other ones Gamora. that they've teased, right? <laughs> Adam um, Warlock. Adam Warlock could be sick though. I think Adam Warlock could stand on his own, except that I feel like they didn't develop his character enough in the film to make me truly want to buy him yet. I want to see if they develop his character more in future movies and then maybe uh, commit to it. So, And I still look at that guy like he's you know, the kid from We Are uh, we are the Millers, <laughs> like the skinny, awkward kid. Uh, so he got jacked, though. I mean, all the credit. I've been going to the gym quite a lot lately, and that uh, takes some effort, so good on that guy. But uh, no, yeah, I, I'm a pass, I think, on this line at this point, unless they come out with a five and a half pack or whatever the heck you'd need uh, in order to get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for me, well, I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, so, um, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, have to see how amped up I am afterwards to see if I'm, you know, uh, tempted to, to get into this line. I mean, I sold all my Guardians figures before. I've had uh, the the deluxe um, Star-Lord from Guardians 2. I mean, that figure was awesome. Had everything under the sun to go with it. Um, but, I mean, as far as this goes, I, I think this head sculpt is, is really good. I mean, yeah, it might be a little bit, um, you know, stylized, idealized. Um, but... I just think it's a it's a different look. If if you're a true Guardians collector and you've got, you know, the Guardians one, you know, Guardians one figures, and then you've got Guardians two, and then you say you have some of the Infinity War figures and um, Endgame, whatever, you know, the the other releases are. I mean, this just add, this gives you a different look for Guardians. So all of your teams on display aren't going to all look the same. So now you've, you've just got a different look, um, you know, in the team suits, but yeah, it's a bit bare bones. I agree that with that, uh, I forget what the price point is on this, but, um, you know, uh, two sixty five. Uh, yeah. BGA. See, <laughs> I know still <laughs> two sixty five seems, seems a bit high for, for a fairly bare bones release, but, the suit looks really well tailored and then you've got, you know, top, top notch sculpting with the, the head, the head sculpt there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably a pass I would say at this point for me, but, um, you know, I can't, I can't fault anybody for, uh, you know, really liking it and going for it. There you go. Sorry about that. My headphone Jack took a poop on me in the middle of that segment and, uh, it boomed. It booped, Dean. I had to. I have like fifty three point five to three point five headphone jacks, and I can't find any of them right now. So, we're on the backup set of headphones. But that's what. Uh, Do you guys think? Quick, quick question, though, just about that Star Lord. Do you guys think we that the rolling on. eye system is going to become the new norm for every character 100%. moving forward? 
Yeah, it doesn't feel that premium uh, anymore, honestly. It, yeah. Well, it it. I, like, I love it. That but... I wouldn't say it doesn't feel premium, but I felt like in the past for me that was like the differentiator of the DX line, mm-hmm. right? And so now it's like what because they're making DXs like the Soko that just came out, where it's like this figure has almost nothing. Like it has like three hands, like just not a lot of accessories. Like what? Mm-hmm. I think they really need to to work on clarifying. That's a great question. Clarifying what what is a DX because. I, I genuinely foam don't know in the box foam I guess with third party I companies do like that foam. black foam it's classy but, but it, fair it, it, it's like pretty classy <laughs> it is pretty classy but uh, audio issues aside let's move on the Iron Man stealth armor uh, this was uh, released along with the War Machine these are based on the um, Hot Toys's sort of uh, retro style um, armored iron character body you know, they are what they are. I I don't love them. I don't hate them. Uh, I actually did see the uh, the the normal red version on display at Heroes the other day. It's not as bad in person as as uh, you know you might think from the uh, the blogger or Hot Toys photos. So you know, perhaps I was a bit harsh on it. But you know, I don't know the stealth armor. It's cool, but you know, neither of these are like to me the main character. I think. I think if I was going to spend the money, I'd go go and track down that first version. Uh, what about you? What do you guys think? Yeah, I hate these. Uh, it's just like another neon tech to me. It's like... There you go. Old Just tech. an excuse to sell more Iron Man suits. Um, the gimmicky clear plastic is so weird because it's only on like the torsos. So it's like, why? The stealth suit isn't as egregious because it's like tinted the same color as the figure. So it blends a little bit better, but on the Iron Man red and then this War Machine, it's like, why? Why are, why are there clear vids? It makes no sense. I just, I don't like it. Yeah, this is a, they're so close to giving people what they want though, right? Like a lot of folks are calling for, you know, comic inspired versions of You're these characters. Wrong. And because they have that extra stylization, it kind of, ends up in this really weird world like it's like it's close for them it's close to them giving us what we want or at least some people it's like if you ask them to check the back and they come back with all pig warmers it's like okay well technically you still had something but that's right so yeah i just i'm not a huge fan of these this war machine does look better than the rest but really not not for me at all um one six shooter says foam <laughs> love to see it uh the, you guys are harder on this than i expected uh i i find that this is growing on me a little bit especially the war machine i think it's pretty cool i like the color scheme of it the clear plastic on that one i think blends in better than in even like the original the red version Uh, i found on that one i felt like i could really see the clear uh whereas here it kind of blends in a little bit and the fact that you don't just have one figure option now as a display like you could get one or two or all three of them uh, as their own little kind of comic inspired display of iron man's uh, or men i think that that would be still a pretty cool looking display i've seen that classic one in hand like zach was saying and i was relatively impressed by it it actually made me more interested in buying it than i expected um the faceplate on the war machine still makes me laugh he looks real sad um but I mean, otherwise, I think it's it's okay. I, I, I don't know if I would commit to actually buying it for my own collection. But I do like the look of them more than I would have expected. 
He's sad because he had an accident in his diaper. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I, lo- I love the. I'm the, the only outlier. There's rainbows <laughs> in this room right now. Right. <laughs> so positive. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's all negative. So negative love that. tonight. <laughs> How dare you, Chris? How fucking dare you? Seriously. Uh, the um, the term uh, used earlier, peg warmer, um, I love it for these. Uh, I can. They just make me think of the, uh, usually like the Target or Walmart exclusive um, Marvel Legends, you know, Iron Man figures that just sit, you know, by the caseload. Um on the pegs for, for months and months and never get discounted. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I'm joking, but I think they look, you know, okay for what they are. Just doesn't, the style doesn't, you know, connect with me. So it's not a line that I, I think I would ever go down. Um, but you know, it's, it's an option for Iron Man collectors. Cause I know that's hot toys, bread and butter. So they get a, Pump out those Iron Man figures. You got to milk it. Yep. Yep. There you go. Uh, now, the Wanda uh, released. <clears throat> I want to say this is the one that they updated the portrait on, Marco. Yeah, that is correct. I got to say, it's interesting. Um, Sideshow did an unboxing, and um, I feel like these arms are a bit odd, but I'm not quite sure what you could do about it. What do you guys think? Yeah, so this one I'm incredibly excited about. I do think that the, you know, the seams on the arms, it doesn't look great, honestly. At least it does come with an option for the cape. That's absolutely how I would display it. Again, I think what we've talked about when Hot Toys tries to give you these different looks, like you take off a piece of clothing and then now it, like you take off the shirt for, um, was it, well, Drax was designed like that, but then also Cable, Cable right in. Yeah. Uh, Darth Maul. Bane. It's like it never really works out. There, there you go, Bane as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it never quite works when they try to give you multiple looks. It's almost like they should have just designed it with the cape in mind and then um, not worried about the rest. I know a lot of folks were saying, okay, well, they should have given us a body similar to Wonder Woman or similar to the Ahsoka. It's not really how it was solicited, so I, I give them a pass on that. That that tech wasn't necessarily out there, but I think she came out beautiful. Like obviously a really long wait. I'm glad that I finally have one coming. So this is, you know, you kind of learn, but I had this one paid off from toys buying agent paid in full two years ago. Definitely not something I would do now because I don't think I have any more credit card protection. I can't even find the purchase on my credit card list. So it's definitely not a a thing that I would ever do again, but it's on the way and I am very thrilled. I think she's perfect. How about you, Dean? I think, oh, go ahead, Dean. No, you go, Ben. I was going to say, I think the face sculpt is amazing. I think they got it dialed in. Uh, The Multiverse of Madness version is going to be the one that comes to my collection, I think, in terms of the actual purchase. But I loved the show. Um, As soon as the show had ended, I was like, ooh, if they don't give us another version of her at any point, then it would have been this one for me. And I'm happy to see that people are finally getting it. Um, I agree. I think the multiple look thing is a little strange just because those arm seams are a little unsightly. But there are guys like Zach in our very chat right now that every time I'm like, ooh, I like seamless bodies more. He's like, no, you're wrong. They're terrible. I hate them. And so, I do hate them. But this is so, bad. <laughs> Well, but I mean, what else could they really do? I then I like I feel like it's either seamless at the shoulders or it's not. And if it wasn't, of course, you know that there'd be some cracking issues. And you know there'd be some of those challenges for people almost right out of the gate. Uh, and then yeah. it would be like scar, you know, uh, Scarlet Gate on on Facebook all over the place. So, sorry. Um, so I I for me I think I will wait 
to see what the next version looks like before I commit to either. Um, but this gives me a lot of excitement and hope for that Multiverse of Madness version, which really, really resonated with me. I saw that film with my mom and my family and everything, too, so it's got that little extra nostalgic weight to it uh, as well. But, yeah, this is cool. I'm happy for you, Marco. I'm excited to see you unbox it there, buddy, on the show. Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the head sculpt, Elizabeth Olsen, stunning. You know, I think they I think they nailed it with that. I really, really like the sculpted hair on this. And, uh, you know, the... The placement of the crown, I think the the tailoring on the suit looks really good. Definitely like the caped version. Um, I think that's, if I had this figure, that's the way I would go with it. And like Ben was saying, it's like you're, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like, do you go seamless body? Do you go, you know, jointed? It's just like, I... Uh, I don't know. Like, I think this is works fine. Like, cause I would go with this, this, um, this look. Um, but you know, to each their own, uh, just, you know, a really top notch release in my opinion from, uh, from hot toys. And it will be interesting to see the differences with the, um, multiverse of madness, uh, version, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, good good release in my opinion. I like that the multiverse of madness has the black fingers. <laughs> yes. Scary. Oh yep. yeah, true, true. And Dean, before you um, go really quick, oh, this yeah, is oh. crying over spilt milk, but I am still so disappointed they didn't give us a Halloween version of Wanda and Vision. Mm. That would have been so perfect. <laughs> I know. Honestly, Wasn't there a like third party? A, there was a terrible one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they had a few, but yeah. yeah I know Mark Pearson would want that, that one too. There you go, exactly, right? So so yeah. bummed that we're probably never going to get that. This, um, I don't, I don't hate this. Um, I had the, the Wonder Woman figure and I was so terribly afraid of posing that in any way. Um, this, I obviously wouldn't be as afraid to pose it. Um, especially like, you gotta have the cape on, like that's so fucking cool. So you're never going to see those seams anyway with the cape on. So to me, it's not that big a deal. Um, and this is a very dynamic character. You're going to want to get her in some cool poses on the shelf. So I don't mind the arm or, uh, cut articulation. Um, and I guess like her elbows are also, jointed it looks like it doesn't look like seamless yeah. down there yeah the so that's also jointed. cool but those arm sleeves are going to cover that joint anyway so um that again not a huge deal to me the only problem i have with this figure i think that face sculpt is amazing it's the hair the hair looks wacky on the right on the on the photo on the left here it looks pretty good but in the photo on the right it just kind of looks like just like a lumpy piece of clay with some like brush strokes in it. It's not so much better great. than the, the rooted versions they did though. So You're not better. wrong. In I much opinion, prefer yeah. sculpted, yeah, but a... this just uh, for how late this figure is, this seems very like an afterthought. A lumpy um, piece of yeah. clay sounds like something one of my exes said to me one time. Um, <laughs> no. I, quick question, though. Wow. So I, I've, I have not had the new Rosario Ahsoka in hand, but I've seen a lot of the issues with like the elbow joint breaking, right? 
do you feel like this is a contender for the same possibility, or am I out yes. to lunch in that? If it's thing? using it's the like, same joint, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I'd be a little bit worried about that. Toybox says uh, she was in this outfit for the final four minutes of the show, and the very next time we see her, already has an outfit change. Marvel needs to calm down and let some of these looks actually sit with us. If it weren't for the dollars. You'd be 100% right, but they're going to keep giving us as many options as humanly possible, I think. And you know what a culprit of yeah. the, you know, those uh, Ahsoka arms breaking, I think, are? The new wrist pegs, maybe they're not new, but they were newer to me. They're very tiny. So the Wonder Woman had the same ones. They're just very, very small wrist pegs that are fragile. Like, they just break very easily. So Hot Toys definitely needs to up their game in terms of the wrist pegs, which they've been doing it for how many years? Like, this shouldn't be something that is mm-hmm. is faulty in their figures. Uh, one six shooter says uh, he's going to be having this sculpt rooted immediately. Make sure you share those with us, dude. When you get uh, the in hand photos, I'd love to see that. We'll highlight it maybe on the show if Zach's cool with it. I'd love to see what that looks like when it's done, and how much it costs. <laughs> yes, you don't have to. You don't have to just. You don't have to justify any price you have paid, good sir. Yeah, Do Trevor. You. Trevor was always saying how great of a deal the NR Joker two pack was. He's like, you know, if you were getting this com- yeah. custom work commissioned, it would be significantly more expensive. So I don't even want to know, honestly. Economies of scale. True. You're muted, Zach. You're muted, Zach. Yeah, Sorry, I was yeah. puking my brains out. Oh my um, god. The um, <laughs> the elbow, Marco, that you mentioned. Are those the same joints in the elbow that is also in the wrist, or are they different joints? From what I've seen, it seems like they're using the same little peg. Now, I, I could be wrong there, but it seemed like it was yeah. using the same peg. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess use the cape, I guess. Uh, so the main figure that we're here to talk about tonight, the inner Harry Potter, 353 for the standard, 595 for the deluxe. It seems that the difference here is the standard does not include the diorama base uh, and it's sculpted hair and the rooted has or the deluxe rather has the rooted hair with the diorama base uh, now we've known that this was coming for a while and uh i i have to say i i'm very impressed by what inart has given us here um, I do think the prices are are a touch high, especially for um, what is obviously a smaller figure than a normal one six scale figure. Um, but but there is a lot that I do like. I think the owl looks fantastic. The scar looks really well, though. Like Ben pointed out in the, I think it was the Patreon chat. You can only really have this pose with the uh, the rooted version, um, which which I think is one of the weaker parts of the sculpted. Um, because you don't have the ability to add any motion to the character, both, you know, to show off the scar, um, or while you have it displayed on the included broom. Um, I think the layering looks fantastic. Um, Dean always says, uh, and Marco mentioned earlier, you know, when you're layering, you know, two, three, four layers, one on top of another, it, it can get very bulky, very quick. And I feel like this, this figure maintains a proper thickness with all of the clothing on and then with the more um, sort of bare bones uh, outfit uh, on its own. The uh, diorama is double-sided. You can rotate it to have the uh, broom display or the, um, I guess, the inside of of Hogwarts display. Uh, And I do really appreciate that there is, um, I don't know if it's a magnet or a peg, but you can put um, the owl... um, on the 
the sort of roof area of the uh, diorama base. Um, there's the um, aforementioned uh, sort of stripped down look. I think it, the the thickness and everything lays looks really good. Um, I would say maybe the expression though. I think two heads perhaps on the on the deluxe something with a bit of you know. He just looks kind of bored a little bit. The way he That's was really... stroking that owl, <laughs> looking a little yeah, bored. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's going to murder that thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I saw one of the most, well, we'll talk about it after dark. But I, I think it's great. I mean, you get you get the frogs, you get the lantern, you get the sorting hat. I mean, you get a lot of stuff. You get the different Hogwarts letters, some textbooks, gloved hands, regular hands, uh, the Gryffindor scarf, the broom. I mean, I'm not like that big of a fan of Harry Potter. I, I enjoy the movies. I think they're fantastic. This probably wouldn't be the Harry Potter that I personally would want, but I think this is probably one of the more iconic looks. And I, I, I don't, maybe gold coins. I remember he had a bunch of gold coin, gold in the movie. I, I really can't think of a lot that, that they could have included extra. This this is a stunning set, and I'm gonna let you guys talk about it. But there's also a a wonderful video that Inart produced, and we'll kind of scrub through it just a little bit. Uh, but Dean, uh, again, three fifty three for the standard sculpted, uh, which is this package here, uh, five ninety five for the deluxe, which is the diorama and the rooted hair. What do you what do you think about this? Um, I really love that the diorama base gives you two posing options because they could have easily just done like a, a very blank wall, but the fact that you could turn it around and it's the outside of Hogwarts and you could put them on the broom there. Like, that's so cool. I think that's really, um, thinking outside the box on how to do a diorama base. Um, the only thing I, I would like to have seen, which I guess technically doesn't make any sense, is the Golden Stitch. Um, I guess because he's not in like his uh, Quidditch gear. Oh, they're saving that. I think you could almost bet on that coming based on how they've solicited. It kind okay. of pisses me off that it doesn't come with that, Dean. I didn't even realize that. You're right. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, in fact, I don't think this is his Quidditch broom. I think this is just what he, like, learns on. Because mm. he gets that badass, like, hot rod-looking broomstick when he plays Quidditch. That so. muscle broom, bro. Nimbus 2000. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, the Nimbus 2000. There you go. Um, But that's really the only other thing I really could think of that I, I would have put in this. Like, even the inclusion of the chocolate frogs, I think, is brilliant. Um fucking brilliant letters like the books like it's it's so cool i think this is really neat the sorting hat we uh i want to say i was on will foxification stream and we were kind of guessing at what what could it it could include and the sorting hat was definitely on the list of like what i wanted to see on there so that was i was very glad to see that um price is a little high even for the deluxe 600 bucks like that's yeah that's a little rough but like you said um you really can only show off the scar with the rooted heads it's called uh, rooted hair so that's a little disappointing you're almost like forced to pay the, the deluxe price to, to even yeah. see that detail 
Uh, let me let me touch on two of these comments here. Yeah, Bob Dylan says, Inart thinks we are sucked into the brand and they can now overly charge us. The Rooted Deluxe shouldn't be more than Aragorn or Gandalf. Totally um, agree. And then Trevor says, Rooting will cost you $300 alone. I do agree, Trevor, that that would cost that price, but you also have to consider that Inart isn't paying you know the people that are working in their factories anything close to that per sculpt to Root. Uh, at least I would imagine. You know, when you're dealing with a a small batch custom, you know, artist where they're taking, they're willing to sculpt one of your sculpts rather than, you know, a factory that's sculpting, you know, hundreds or dozens or many, many more than just one, you know, like you guys said, it's economy of scale. Um, and so I, I don't, I, I appreciate the scent the like, you know, this is a good deal, like the Joker, right? You're getting two really well done rooted portraits and it, you know, same thing for for the um, the uh, Gandalf the White, right? It's like you know, it's a four hundred dollar figure, and you're getting a very quality rooted job. But I still wouldn't compare that to like the bespoke service, like of hiring a, a t- an artist that's going to spend, you know, days or weeks just doing your one sculpt, right? This is a factory; they got to get out a lot of these. Um, yeah. Trevor says they're not paying those workers $300 each, but that is the cost. Even if it's done by an artist in Asia, it's time-consuming difficult. I would disagree. If they're not paying the artist $300, and that's not the cost for them to do it. Um, you know, if you're getting one portrait done, absolutely. But I, I, it's it's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. I mean, what do you guys think about that? If, if, if the price of ruining was 300 no matter who's doing it, then the non-deluxe version of this figure would be two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it's not. Well, so well, and we've um, seen and we've seen rooted hot toys for for still cheaper than that, right? Like the, some of the Scarlett Johansons and stuff. Some of them weren't. Well, I those, would say it's premium of a job. Those aren't really rooted, but, though. I think they're more like a wig yeah, that's like glued okay. on. I don't think they're actually like rooted. Okay. Rooted. Yeah. Fair enough. At least at least the the Scarlett Johansons that I've seen. That's fair. I don't know about the newer ones. Yes, yeah, so this um, is a really difficult one for me to navigate because of the price. Now, this isn't designed for our market, right? Even though there's kind of like this quasi, like they are marketing to us, but it's not technically licensed for here. So it's kind of like a loophole that they're operating in. So $600, yeah, sure. right? <laughs> so $600 for the premium version is just tough because it's a smaller figure. I agree, though, the accessories are fantastic. I kind of went from the tease, like, I probably don't need it because I'll wait for an older version. The more I've seen of this, I'm like, wow, this is actually like really well done. I don't like the sculpted hair as much. I think the sculpt, sculpted looks a bit flat. I, obviously, the rooted just is, is pretty stellar. Like, it really suits this character. Um, I, I just don't know. Like, the... Yeah, get over Benson. He's so <laughs> bored. <laughs> what, what is the owl's name? Does anyone know? I, Hedwig. It's really... Hedwig. Hedwig. Yeah. It's been bothering me because I just kept calling it the owl... But Come on, man. okay, I just want to interrupt for like two seconds here. This photo on the right yeah. is incredible. This this is fucking incredible. Sorry. No, you're right. Like these pictures are beautiful. So on a quick tangent here, we have asked Inart to communicate with us very clearly. Tell us what it comes with, the difference of the SKUs or SKUs, the video that they put out. So these photographs and the video, that combination killer like continue to do that please in art because they kind of you know showed us their process of designing everything i've been overly impressed with this figure 
but understanding that this deluxe base is so massive, like that weight is going to be killer, right? So that's what's adding on to the, the cost to get it over here. Um, and I just am having a hard time justifying $600 for a version that I don't necessarily need and um, for a very small character. But look at this this entire setup. Like this is incredibly impressive. All the fine details that have gone into this. This definitely does feel a notch above what Hot Toys is doing in a lot of respects. So yeah, it, it's tough. I, I think I'm going to pass. I think we've got until July to decide um, based on what Kit has put out there. But yeah, I, I just I need to see more. Or just need to do a bit more soul searching, but it's a uh, yeah, it's an impressive product, but it's it's very pricey. Rewatch the movie. If the pictures yeah, can... moved around, I'd I'd be happier. <laughs> it wouldn't be that difficult, just as pure speculation, because I saw this comment. Well, I don't know if we should speculate about that. I just think it's interesting that there are some U.S. companies that have the inner stuff for pre-order, but it's not licensed for the U.S. So I don't understand how that works and there was a, a thread on osr this week and it's like well are they just buying them at our retail cost and then upcharging them but the prices are pretty comparable so either they're making almost nothing on each figure or i don't know it's i don't want to speculate i don't I, i'm just this is just me as a collector not me as a streamer asking this question but i would say it's funny because our only way to get this like marco said is like through these um you know 99 percent uh through these um these companies that are allowing us to do this but like a little 3d print going on there but i think it's interesting um that there are i guess some other ways for us to get them but yeah i don't i don't know really the true cost i guess like if we li if we lived in these markets to get them at those prices but mm -hmm. god 600 bucks though man it's tough even though even though the base is impressive though so i get that's inflating the cost a lot yeah mm -hmm. i don't um, know i I, so I'm, I'm happy that I'm not a bigger Harry Potter fan, to be honest, because I do feel like my wallet is safe, at least when it comes to this. I think the solicitation photos in these videos, like Marco said, thank you for giving us more. It does make it feel like a more premium offering when we get more information as to why we should even consider spending that kind of money. Uh, and like rooting aside like again i don't i don't know what it costs them as a company to root on mass like this versus an individual figure but when i saw the price tag for the rooted version i did feel like minorly like offended by it like it was so expensive and like again with canadian conversion and stuff like it's not just 600 bucks it's closer to 800 and it's like and like that is getting into prices that i can't I can't justify for six scale, even if they only give us three of these characters, uh, which they've kind of said that they, that's kind of what they're looking at. That could still be one heck of an investment, especially when I'm I'm more excited for you know even Lord of the Rings figures or other Batman options or whatever else is in their pipeline. I'm excited for the Harry Potter fans because when I look at the Star Ace version, the last six scale version of a Harry Potter, oh god, that one's terrible. <laughs> it's not good. Like I, it's not. And so like, if you want something that looks like freaking Harry Potter, well, yeah, this is going to give it to you. I'd be also curious to see how well the rooting holds up with shipping and different environmental conditions. The Joker could get away with a bit of a messy fro-like hairstyle because he's the Joker. Um, but if you get this guy who's come through, you know, a humid border or something along those lines, you know, there's a good chance he's going to, like, be real floofy by the time he gets to you, which will require that much more futzing. 
I do think, though, if I if I were going to buy either option, I would still feel compelled to buy the, the deluxe version, mostly because the scar, especially in that film, is one of the, like, the plot points that drives the entire film, right? His scar starts to get painful and glow, and he has no idea what the hell is happening to him, and it, be, and it sets him on the path to where he goes uh, as his character arc. So not being able to see the scar on a Harry Potter is like an absolute missed opportunity if if they were going to give us the sculpted and the rooted i wish that the sculpted had been a slightly different hairstyle or like slightly wind blown or something that just gives or give you us two options at that least look then, right like or give two us options two out, ha- two swap out hair pieces i mean my luke skywalker has that from 10 years ago it's something that they could give us yeah that would I think justify 100 percent right ben justify that aspect so um i don't like while that base is really cool um that extra 200 bucks is a tough nut. I, I'm like, ooh, like I get it that it adds weight and all those things. Um, but kind of like I felt with the rooted two-pack Joker being paywalled a little bit so I could get that jail cell diorama, part of me would rather just be able to buy the rooted figure without all of this extra stuff at a lower cost if that was the figure I actually wanted and not have yeah. to pay for all the extra stuff uh, and, and shipping and all that good stuff, so... But with these crazy dioramas, you mentioned the Joker, and it's got me thinking, right? It's like if I had my jail cell, if I had my Harry Potter, and then, you know, who Aragorn doesn't necessarily setup. come with as impressive, right? But you could almost start oh, like, creating this really premium look of almost small statues. So, yeah. They're, they're Somebody mentioned something. in the chat, though, like this is like this is a relatively minimal amount of uh, rooted hair when you compare it to somebody like Hagrid, right? Like if we got a Hagrid with the big beard and the big hairstyle and everything, similar to... Um, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Gandalf. Uh, like that's a lot of that's a lot of rooted hair. Like what? What? And that's a a big scale figure. Like this is an eight inch eight inch figure. I mean, like it just seems like price per square inch of figure is real high uh, when it comes to this. So no, not for me. I'm gonna pass it. Yes. Uh, I mean, look, I, I would I would get this figure, you know, in a perfect world. Uh, Harry Potter is one of the staples of, you know, my fandom. I have a very, I don't really have much representation, um, you know, for the, the, the franchise in my collection. Um, in fact, my wife probably has more gadgets and doodads than I do, and she doesn't even collect anything. Um, but I, as far as this goes, I mean, I really, really like this, uh, set the the deluxe i mean makes the most sense as far as like options go rooted hair the the base all that stuff you know we're watching the the in art video here and they're showing you all the different you know features uh that the the base can offer and you know you can put headwig on the top you can uh, shine a light through the the window you can do all sorts of stuff you can change the floor i just uh I don't know. I, I really, really like this. And, you know, we've been waiting for something like this for years. Uh, we we're wondering if, you know, Hot Toys might get the um, the license for Harry Potter since they had, um, you know, like Newt Scamander and, and uh, Fantastic Beast line. But Chris, I they think- gave you cost babies. Come on. Oh, that's true. Oh, my God. All right. Forget it. Forget anything I said. I can just go buy those um but i mean i it it was great to see that in art 
you know, gets the license and, and they can put out a, a product like this, yes, we're going to have to pay up. And unfortunately, you know, like for Ben, you know, with import taxes and all that stuff, it's going to be even more. And I can see where, you know, these types of figures are, you know, are, are probably not going to get into a lot of collectors' hands when they get marked up in those different markets. Um, but for me, I mean, down the line, I could see picking this up. I'd like to see what the plan is, you know, what other, how far into this movie are they going to get? Are they going to do the top three, you know, the big three characters? Are they going to do, uh, is that going to be it for this movie? You know, and then they're going to move on to the next one and start adding more characters. Or is this just going to be like, you know, mainly Harry Potter and uh, for each movie and, you know, the the um, secondary characters and stuff are, are probably a long shot. Um, but we'll see. And then I'm curious to see how this is going to do in the secondary market uh, once it comes out, if it's going to still be relatively close to, you know, the release price. Um, are people going to be willing to pay that much more for this in the, in the secondary market? I, I don't know. I mean, I was just telling you that people are willing to spend $30,000 on a Harry Potter card. Uh, I can see people, you know, spend, you know, 600 to a thousand dollars for this set. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so Christian says you can't mount him outside of the base. Like he's flying right. I thought that was just Photoshop. There's enough photo. I thought there's more than one photo of this, but I thought it was implied that this could be done. Like that was the whole reason why you can display the backside of the diorama. I guess we'll have to clarify that. I haven't seen confirmation on that one <clears throat> somehow. Uh, and then Ben, there's a few, you're on mute, but there's a few comments that you wanted to feature as well. Yeah. Uh, 160's nuts. Uh, says, uh, we, uh, no, no, sorry. One six shooter. I apologize. Uh, he says, I'm telling you the treatment of rooting like this keeps the shape as long as you don't touch it or mishandle it. Fair enough, except that it is a figure, so I'm definitely going to, like, touch it and not necessarily mishandle it, but want to pose it and change it up. So I'd be a little bit worried about that. And again, I would be worried about climate as well on that. That's uh, kind of where my comment came from. But also, um, Vizzy, uh, or Vixie, uh, says the rooted is only a $100 difference for the Aragorn. A lot of the price here is the diorama and the accessories. And I agree with that. I, the diorama is fantastic. All the detail in it is beautiful. Um... But again, I don't like having to buy the diorama in order to get the rooted hair. I like, I give us like even three skews. Now, people out there will say the more skews there are, the more likely a figure is to sit in, you know, purgatory forever. Um, but I feel like when you're getting into some of these premium price points, if you want somebody like me who doesn't have a total love for Harry Potter to buy one, I need more pricing options that might make it less uh of a of a detriment to the wallet now again That's though fair. a lot of my perspective does come from the fact that i don't have a lot of nostalgia for these films uh, i missed it a little bit age-wise i feel like and so while i think that they're good movies uh you know i, I just paid fourteen hundred dollars canadian for a joker two-pack uh because i freaking love the joker it's one of my favorite characters if not my favorite character of all time there are people out there that this is their favorite character of all time uh and so in that sense like i said it's so much better than the star race version and for everything you get with it if that is the right price for you to get that in the collection Heck yeah, I can't wait to see some of those photos. 
Oh, I think we lost Zach again. Yeah, you can oh, see it. Yeah. No, sorry, uh, I thought Dean I was, was going <laughs> to say something. Yeah, I was going to say on the on the the treatment of the rooting hair about it, it keeping its shape. Um, we've seen people like Kiko collects. He got both his rooted uh, jokers, and they're like afros. They're like just poofy and out, and uh, it's almost taken him totally out of out of the excitement of having those figures that he, I don't even think he's really touched them since he got it. And he's like, I have to go buy like, um, has he tried to futz it? I think that's what's stopping him. Cause he's like, I shouldn't have to futz it. And this is so annoying that I don't even want to, there's so much product in that hair. It. I think if you put a little bit of hair in a brush, I think it would be fine, honestly. Yeah. And that's what I said about the a comb, Joker like, sorry, brush brush and the Gandalf when they were first announced is like, I don't think, people really understand that i mean even for their sculpted joker right like they put out a video that said hey when it ships you the hair is going to be flat you need to take a heat gun to the uh the sculpted hair and then sort of like sculpt the hair the way that you want it right and i've i've never seen that before um but even and i, I hesitate to bring up uh asmus as much as i have been today but like the gandalf's like varying levels of product right the gray that i had was fucking terrible i mean it was like you'd like slick back gel greaser hair like it was awful um one of the uh gan of the white um that i got didn't really need to do much but the other one i'm still in the process of futzing it. i just been lazy about it but yeah there's um, definitely it is, a, it is, a level of futzing with root they, exactly like it's i think in a, a perfect world you, you open it up it. yeah yeah i completely agree dean um and you know when you're in art tumbles off the base, you might the hair might oh get messed gosh, up. <laughs> but I think, I think. Uh, let me ask this question to the panel, uh, and I know we still have to to talk a little bit with Chris about some things. But from the Joker and from the, um, oh, I guess that is their only release so far. But I think things that they really should have, should learn, um, like Margot said, the communication. Uh, by far i think the best that i've seen of any company on a on a pre-order ever um and then also I, I, this is a much smaller base admittedly but i would hope that with this base and then the diorama base which it seems like this one sort of ports into that the full surface of both of these bases is magnetic i think anything less than that i think is going to be a bit disappointing because one how cheap magnets are and two that being a a, a big issue with um with collectors i think the hands and the way that they poured into the wrist pegs i think having those be a more firmer connection i think is also an issue uh die cast i don't think is going to be a huge issue I, I can't imagine a die cast broom or a die cast wand so i don't think we'll be seeing those issues but um you know dean mentioned the the rooting do you think and they'll how be wood the though box. or do you think they'll be plastic like they I'm, could still I'm, make it feel more premium by making it the material that it's supposed to be. I, I, yeah. But again, maybe that's maybe, maybe that's asking too much. Like, I don't know. The that cage is definitely cage. metal. In that yeah. video, it's definitely a metal cage. Sure. Sean Forrester says, "High end doesn't mean you might not need to futz it." I think that is a good perspective. I do think oh, we get caught up in the price a little bit and expect perfection yeah. when you're willing to pay that kind of dollar, but. It, it's rooted. You, you may and have I think to that was a warning before any of us ever even pre-ordered as well. I think <laughs> plenty of veteran collectors are like, hey, you know, it might not be perfect out of the box. So I, I definitely, definitely went in yeah. eyes open. 
I mean, can I just say one last thing on collectability? Just, you know, sure. kind of thinking about John, the everyday collector. You know, he's talking about how hot toys are just really, you know, the market is tanked. And, you know, I had the same thought when Chris was showing those cards. I was like, oh, my, this in-heart product could, if it ends up being a bit limited, could end up, you know, be, being a chase item because Harry Potter fans are so wild, just like Star Wars fans. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah, not necessarily a, a consideration for me, but I'm also like, you know, the FOMO kicks in. Well, if I miss it now, am I going to have to chase it for a thousand bucks down the line? It's not the way I want to yeah. think, but this is you definitely, you, this creeps in with this type of product for sure. That's Especially with what one six shooters uh, said here in the comments that in Harry Potter is really big in China, Japan, and this is not coming over here, you know, in the traditional sense. So you're going to have to fight a lot more collectors uh, to get this um, sooner rather than later. So one thing also, Marco, you had pointed this out. We'll, we'll read this as well. At least on One Six Kits website, uh, I don't know that that TNS or any of the other retailers are different, but they said uh, disclaimer: starting from this figure, um, all after sales issues may require you to return the parts at your own cost for exchange or replacement. Now, depending what's broke, right? If your diorama base is cracked or, God forbid, something large is broke, that can get pretty expensive. I shipped a keyboard, you know, a sixty percent keyboard, uh, one foot long by three inches by five inches and it was almost like 60 bucks so bro that just keep that in base mind. by itself could be killer it could exactly be that's what i'm saying it's a insane. massive piece of material uh fat tyke inside doesn't look like you can't see the scar on his forehead for the non or you can yeah we mentioned that a little bit earlier that um uh potentially a second hair option might help with the broom display as well uh let's uh let's move on i think we had a, a great discussion there uh, we'll just touch on these briefly. Uh, $10 off your first purchase on 16 kit using code CW10. Uh, they do have the Harry Potter right now, so if you want to take advantage of that. In fact, someone remind me to change this for next week, and I'll add the Harry Potter onto there. Uh, and then off-the-racks collectibles, $15 off your $100 purchase with code CW. Uh, again, that's uh, on a pre-order. It's off the final payment or a, in stock. It just takes it off immediately, and there's no limit to the number of times that you can use this. Our main topic of tonight is the return. Chris Letty, somehow the scavengers returned. Somehow TC returned. I got so many little <laughs> laugh reacts on that little comment. That made my day. I know. And I thought we would we would a little, do a little interview with our good friend Chris. Now, we've known Chris for a long time. Um, if, if you guys aren't uh, familiar with them, you know, I know you turn on YouTube now. And there, I mean, you you could type in any random name and number, and there's a six scale streamer with that account going live. But I want you to think back, 2018. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. And I, I want to say that we were probably like w within our first 15 or so episodes. When, when I had found out about you guys, and you guys were about that same number as well. And I remember thinking, wow, like there is other people out there talking about these figures. Who would have thought? And I, I remember telling Dean, and I was so excited. I was like, look at this. We have, we have, we have like peers. We have competition. I'm a very, I'm a very, I'm a very competitive person. So we have competition. We have someone that will keep us going. Right now, our competition was actually very friendly. Mm -hmm. um, 
in the back of my mind, I always wanted to be better and to beat y'all in a, in the best way possible. Yeah. Right. No, if absolutely. you guys ever needed any support, any questions, oh, we yeah. moved over to StreamYard. We had different chats when, um, what was it? Google Rooms. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, yeah. Google something. Hangouts. When yeah. Hangouts went ca- went uh, bye bye, we all had a chat and we all kind of started looking into the options. One of them that was presented, I don't recall who it was, uh, was Streamyard, and obviously a lot of us, most of us, use Streamyard now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always a great relationship, and and I've always credited you guys for being a big part of why we never quit because I felt like, like, I don't want to lose. Like we want to keep pushing and pushing to do better. Mm-hmm. And anytime you guys did something new, I was like, okay, well we got to do something new. Like it was always a, a battle of escalation. And, and I want to thank you for that. Now, obviously you are not the only scavenger. You have a team. <laughs> so tell us about the show, the old show, the new show yeah. and your team. Yeah. Yeah. So the old show, six scale scavengers, um, the OG's, OG uh, show. Um, I mean, that one, like you mentioned, 2018. I mean, it was probably like February, March of 2018 when Brian Fontaine and I had, um, you know, kind of come up with this idea to get into something um, that we were, um, you know, we wanted our own thing. We wanted something that was different, something that we're passionate about. And, uh, so we, we came up with, let's focus on six scale. Cause honestly, you know, early 2018, there was almost nobody doing anything six scale wise content. Um, you know, there were some podcasts out there that had been doing it for a little while. Um, so, but you know, it was, it was different, a little bit different format. So yeah, I mean, come, uh, I think it was like July, of 2018 we finally put out our first episode and um yeah i mean then and then i think that fall i think we kind of started connecting and um you know it was it was like the it's like camaraderie you know we were like bouncing ideas off of each other and 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 uh so that yeah you mentioned that great you know connection that we made and and uh you know still to this day obviously but um you know the original scavengers six scale scavengers it evolved over time you know it was originally an audio only thing and then we eventually uh shifted to live streaming and uh kind of stuck with that ever since and then uh, uploaded the audio to uh you know the podcast uh providers and and stuff but yeah, we we did it for a long time, um, and then uh, finally, when when TC decided that you know he had kind of you know wasn't feeling it anymore, Brian and I also we weren't really feeling it. Um, I think that was in twenty twenty one when uh, when TC left, and uh, we kind of tried to keep it going, change the format up a little bit. And, uh, it just didn't feel the same. So we, uh, you know, we, we, we kept it somewhat alive. The Facebook group was always alive. And, uh, you know, we just talked, you know, during that period of time, we would always have like a figure, uh, that we talk about as far as the main topic, we talk about the news kind of like, you know, we do here. Um, and we just, it was just like 
guys hanging out and stuff. And along the way, we had different iterations. You know, people came, people went, people split off and did their own thing. Um, but, uh, you know, the scavengers kept going um, until we decided that was it. You know, we were kind of just kind of hung it up. Uh, the, the main reason was, uh, we had a really extensive website, uh, that had these very detailed lists for hot toys and, uh, eBay decided to change their format and, uh, we lost, we lost those lists. And, uh, so I, I didn't fault Brian at all for, for kind of losing the, the momentum the yeah, and when taken out of a sale, oh, totally, yeah. totally. Jeez. That's that. I know that was so much time and effort. I mean, he didn't even want to think about how um, how much time he'd actually put into those. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> sorry, um, I'm skipping ahead on on some stuff here. But anyway, we just decided to uh, take a break now. It's a little bit different, a little bit more free form, talking about more th- things, you know, like I talk about cards, comics, we'll talk about six scale, but we'll talk about different scale figures and even stuff out outside of that. But uh, yeah, just a, just a little bit more, you know, uh, open to different topics um, is, is kind of what the return of the scavengers is all about. Chris, I noticed you've got quite a few of the CW stickers in behind you there, buddy. By the way, very nice. <laughs> oh yeah, very nice. yeah. <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see oh, it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how different were things for you guys then when you first started versus now? Like, especially since you watch it still live, obviously, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, what would you say are the biggest differences then? then so, now? yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, before we were we would pre-record, and it was you know obviously audio only. And Brian was like determined to have like the best audio possible. Um, and so he would do all the editing. He would edit out all my ums and ahs and, uh, you know, rambling stories that went nowhere. And uh, so he would spend a lot of time doing that. But I mean, early on, we got a lot of uh, positive feedback on the quality of our audio podcast. And so that was, that was nice. Uh, but then once we went to the live stream, uh, it made, you know, life a lot easier on Brian. And, uh, also we would record, but you couldn't see anybody. It was just like, you know, like, a um, you know, a Skype chat or something like that. Sure. Whereas when you're, when you can see everybody, you can kind of, you kind of know when somebody's ready to talk and, uh, the flow of the conversation is a lot better, but, um, I love making Dean laugh. For example, that makes oh, my know. day. It just like oh, lights me up, you know, right. It's one of those I things. know. Like, you, you should never mute his laugh. <laughs> yeah. You just feed off that. I, uh, Dean's 100%. laugh is like one of the, to be fair. I think he mutes his laugh. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to like drown people out with how hard. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't tell you how many episodes of cw that like i'll be listening to in the car and if dean is laughing i'm just like laughing yeah. along with him um yeah, i'll start <laughs> unmuting from <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that's kind of uh early on it was all about like the quality of the product um because 
you know, we just wanted to differentiate ourselves from other podcasts because there were some other ones and they were pretty, it was pretty bad audio. Everybody was all different volume levels. And it was just like, you know, we wanted to, you know, try to be above that. Um, so you don't have to call out CW like that, Chris. How fucking dare you? How dare you? I was about to say that's one of the most respectable things about Zach um is his attention to the audio mm-hmm. i give him a lot of shit because he'll always like check your levels like before every show what's your I'm gain like, at bro stop <laughs> <laughs> but it, i mean i've i've been a part of some streams where not everyone is like on one motherfucker level. screaming in your ear and you're oh like my holy God. jesus it's like all i could focus on right and then when you're listening if you're listening to that stuff like on in the car and you're like having to constantly turn the volume down and up and down and up. You're like, do I really want to even keep listening to this? And, (laughs) um, but anyway, so that's, that's kind of, um, one of the things that evolved and, and, uh, you know, you guys know, like the, the different, um, equipment, you know, constantly upgrading and getting better equipment and, um, you know, it, it, there was a lot of stuff along the way that, you know, kind of got us to where we are, um, at this point. Um, you've, you've been on our show, you know, a few times since Mm -hmm. you guys kind of stopped doing the scavenger show and we've talked about your cards and we've talked about, you know, you're, you're still into like buying vintage collection Mm -hmm. stuff. And then even now you said you guys are talking about like other scale figures that you're buying. What, I guess what other projects, maybe specifically you or even, you know, um, Brian or or TC, like what other projects have you guys like started working on before this new show started? Yeah. I mean, kind of, um, we did, uh, do another podcast called the cards formula and, uh, that was, um, it was, it was a fun run. I mean, we, we just kind of called it quits um after the last f1 race uh we were just like mm, you know we we weren't getting the traction that we wanted to that but it it was super fun i mean i'm huge into f1 racing um there's f1 trading cards that are along with it as well as a whole area you know, like collectibles galore related to formula one um whether it be scale models um half scale helmets like all sorts of different things, posters, prints, um, limited edition stuff, race worn gear. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but again, different type of collector base, less willing to, you know, get into the, uh, the podcast and, and, um, the YouTube stuff. So that, that was a really fun run. Um, I personally do, uh, a, podcast called collecting tracks and that's on the fanta tracks um network and uh richard hutchinson and i uh talk about different things every episode we do it about every six weeks loosely um we've talked about you know various vintage star wars collecting items um er areas of collecting that are you know super niche super random um so that's that's been fun it kind of fills that it kind of filled that void for me talking about vintage star wars collecting and star wars in general um and that's what kind of led 
um, us to start talking about like, you know, we want to talk about the stuff and we don't really get that out with work, you know, talking about F1, you know, we would mention stuff here and there, but it doesn't quite fit. And uh, so that's why we kind of wanted to start talking about all this cool stuff that we like. So you mentioned, you know, before that you ended the show this last time, your collecting kind of cooled off. You you were disenchanted with hot toys maybe a yeah. little bit. I'm seeing some newer figures behind you. What's what's your collecting <laughs> hot toys look like over the last year? Oh man. Uh well, let's just say I've I pared down from I had a hundred and three hot toys. Um, and, uh, I've pared down to, I think I have 20, 20 or 21 hot toys now, um, really (laughs) dialed it in. Uh, I was slightly off the rails. Um, That sounds painful to, to move that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, side note to that is partly, uh, felt, um, as, be you know having a six scale channel and podcast and felt like i had to keep up with the joneses and it went to a place that i not me bro (laughs) (laughs) oh we know um so yeah anyway now i feel a lot better um purged you know obviously most of the collection right now so it's pretty much um uh Mando, uh, but Mando, not the whole line, pretty much just like the helmeted Mand- Mandalorian characters. But, um, you know, I've got the original uh, Mando, I've got armor, I've got Bo-Katan, um, I've got the, the deluxe um, Mando and Grogu set. Um, and then uh, then I've got like the Ahsoka Mando figure. Clone Wars, Ahsoka, uh, Rex, Captain Rex. So kind of a little bit of Clone Wars representation. Um, and then I've got some Marvel, um, just like some of the characters that I like, Hela and, uh, Black Widow. I've got one Captain America left. I mean, one Captain America, one Iron Man, Mark, uh, seven, uh, Luke Endor is another one that I have. And then all the Harleys, um, from the movies, um, so that's, that's pretty much where it's at. Uh, and I, I love, you know, a lot of these releases, but I don't feel like I need them and I just kind of wait and, you know, don't jump on pre-orders anymore. And do you feel like you, do you feel like you like your collection more now yes. as a result? Yeah. 100%. That's, that's cool. 100%. Cause I can, I can appreciate it. I mean, granted I have very limited, uh, display options my basement's not finished um just the hallway into the basement's um finished so i have some open shelving there and then some open shelving behind me but i mean this is just like this is for my live streaming and i can appreciate it when i'm sitting at my desk and and that sort of thing but it's not like i have like you know maja cases or um you know ikea cases filled with stuff it's um yeah it's like a less is more. And that's what I'm trying to do with my collecting overall. Um, you know, quality over quantity kind of thing. Sounds like you're in a really healthy place right now. So that's really great to hear. And 
everything that you described, you you kind of laid out the whole collection. It seems like more than enough than anyone would ever need. So yeah, <laughs> great to hear. That's how I feel with True seven. With that. Yeah. Pablo, with the greatest comment ever, if oh. I could leave this up for every stream, I would. CW <laughs> audio levels are perfection. Crazy how other streams, there's people eating on mic, or you hear rappers. Um, so some uh, people let, breathe loudly into their microphone and then get slapped on the on the back end. But <laughs> okay, don't don't talk about <laughs> the like that. Doesn't sound like me though. Um, <laughs> what was the um, maybe maybe I missed this, but yeah, the right. catalyst for the return, and I know getting TC back <laughs> to me was like. The let's fucking go moment. Yeah. How did you convince him to, to come out of streaming retirement? I mean, we've been talking about the return for for a little while. And I mean, it was mainly just, you know, we all have our own little niches of collecting that we enjoy and have. I think we're all all of us, all three of us are in a healthier you know, place collecting wise. And, um, so it just, uh, it kind of over the last couple months, um, you know, we, we were like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. And then, you know, scheduling would work out. And then finally May the 4th, we're like, all right, let's just say we're doing a live stream and, uh, we got some stuff to talk about six scale. We got some other things that we can talk about star Wars wise. Let's just do it. And then see, see what happens. Convincing TC, uh, you know, TC's been collecting this whole time, you know, he's sweet guy. Bro. Oh yeah. Love he's TC. been, he's been picking up hot toys. He's got his Mando shelves, you know, he's got, um, he's still got all kinds of stuff, prints and his comics and car. Like I've gotten him into comics. I've gotten into him into like other things too. And, and, uh, he's gone down some rabbit holes, but, uh, yeah, we were just like, we're not doing it without you. Like you're the eye candy. Like we've got to, we got to, got to have the, the TC, uh, vocals on here. Um, and he said, fine, I guess, I guess if the people want me, you know, there I got to go. give them what they want. And we did. And we did. <laughs> there you go. So, um, so you've kind of mentioned some other interests that you have. So F1, Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, how is the show going to incorporate those various interests from the, from the multiple hosts? Yeah, I think, uh, so <laughs> because we all have our own like interests and then we also share a lot of those interests too. So we can all, you know, for the most part, bring something to the table. Like, uh, TC and I are into the sketch cards. And so Brian acting as the host is, is asking us the questions and explaining about it. And then, you know, he's like, oh man, you know, he's starting to think about it. And, um, you know, as far as like all these different things, like we're going to eventually talk about comics. We'll talk about prints, um, talk about all this stuff. Um, I just think from a like content wise perspective, like we just want to talk about the stuff that we're into and not talk about the stuff that we're, we feel like we have to talk about. Cause that was one of the biggest things for us was like, feel like we're going through the motions it's like here's the 1000th spider-man figure released here's the you know this that and we're like none of us even want these figures and we're talking yeah. about them you know at least we'll talk about stuff that we all want to either own or stuff that we've 
picked up. Um, that's kind of like we have a show and tell section where we each bring something to the table, you know, one or two items. And they may be like Lego. They could be Hasbro. They could be, um, you know, if we're into like a statue or like I'm into like prototype figure, you know, stuff for, for Hasbro. Like I could talk about that. You know, it's just like brings gives us more options. It's awesome to hear. Um, a, a topic that's come up on our Patreon chat uh, by Aries, mm-hmm. a friend of the show, uh, about streamers and their audience and how that influence plays out. Um, yeah. What kind of responsibility do you think streamers have to our audiences? Because um, I, I, know, I know kind of like the thing between our two shows with yeah. Zach and I were always very negative. Yeah. And, and you guys were always very, it was like the yin-yang. Yeah. yeah, the yin and the yang. I know, we're like, those negative CW guys. Yeah, because... False and, positivity on our side. We gotta... Yeah, well, not false positivity, but Zach and I were always like, it. talking about problems is not a bad thing. If you do it yeah. right, you know, if you're you know a toxic asshole, you know, obviously you're going to have problems, but, you know, like attacking the artist or whatever yeah. but it's like no it's not it's not the artist that's the problem it's you know maybe the execution or something so no and and i i totally get it um it's a it's a real thing whether it be action figure you know high-end action figure collecting sports cards comics you know people that have a platform and talk about this stuff you know it might sign, sound like they're hyping it up and influencing people to buy this stuff. Uh, and I mean, we tried not to do that on our side. Um, but like, you know, we had Dopo, like day one pre-order and we're like, right. we're that all was always dope. my gripe with y'all. We were all about the Dopo. <laughs> I was like, bro, so you're getting these people into bad habits. I know. When they're canceling like 20 pre-orders, <laughs> like $600. Right. And so, I mean, that's like the dopo died, you know, it was like the, and we're just like, you know, cause we, us as hosts, you know, we're canceling, you know, tons of pre-orders and stuff. And you know, it's, it's, you know, obviously it wasn't the intention to, to, to go that route. Um, you know, everybody should make their own decisions, um, you know, on their own merit, uh, do their own research and due diligence and, and that sort of thing. Um, but it's definitely like it's tough because you're talking about this stuff and um even now you know you talk about in art and the the lack of options as far as purchases go like do i gotta jump on this like you know fomo um and yeah we're people too we have yeah right the same worries yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so um but I mean, like a lot of the topics that we did, I think a lot of that stuff is still uh, relevant in previous episodes. We, you know, we talked about the the mistakes that we made and we tried to inform collectors that, hey, you know, like you can start going down a path. And that's what happened to me. Like, why do I have so many figures? I have no idea. And uh, it's just like, you know, and, and now we're trying to say, you know, like 
talk about all this stuff out in the open and say, look, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing a collection purge or reset or whatever. Um, so hopefully, you know, collectors can see the flip side and see what we've gone through and try to take that in and um, learn from that, especially new collectors and stuff that, you know, you jump into the six scale and you're like, oh my God, there's so many figures that I can buy. Like, I just going to keep buying. Oh, this one's on clearance. This one's on, you know, I'm just, Oh my God, I can get, do I even want these figures? Like, Facebook marketplace gets yeah. me every fucking oh, time. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. There's always a good deal. <laughs> oh, that there. deal. That I can't deal even look at it figure. anymore. I'm like, you know? I can't even look. Just like the, you know, finally I had to stop going to OSR BST is just too, too much. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can go down these rabbit holes and, um, yeah, we all, I think as collectors, uh, you just get that gene in you and, um, it happens and I'm, I'm kind of at a point where I've realized like some of my faults and Brian and TC and I, like we talk about that stuff with each other and we help each other, you know, get back on track. Like if one of us is like buying a bunch of product and ripping packs and stuff and like hitting nothing and it's like, Oh, the next box, like I swear, like I'll do it. And they're like, no, like stop. Like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. So. And I've I've told my friends that before, and you know some of them have told me to fuck off. Is their money? They do what they want. But I feel as a friend, as a collector, as someone that perhaps has some small amount of influence, like I think it is important. Like, hey, like you're buying a lot of stuff. Like, you know, just yeah, take it and, easy. Enjoy what and, you got, right? right? And and so that right there, enjoy what you have, is the thing that I have done the least of over the last few years. And I finally realized that having less stuff, I can enjoy the stuff that I have more because I can see it and I can go through it. You know, I can look at it and, um, that's what I'm trying to focus on quality over quantity, enjoying what I have, um, redirection on, on the collection, like what is, you know, works for me. And that's kind of, again, the return of the scavengers. It's like a new version of us with more direction, um, kind of more, you know, purpose as collectors and, and that sort of thing. And hopefully that'll resonate with, you know, um, the audience. For sure, buddy. Awesome. Um, just one more question and then we'll, we'll end the inquisition. Um, <laughs> Can you confirm um, the recording schedule that you guys have for the Return of the Scavengers? And where can people listen to you, obviously on YouTube, but outside of YouTube, if they want to hear the audio version? So we're, we're trying to do every two weeks now. And it's usually um, it's usually a Wednesday night. But uh, depending on Brian's, uh, he, he's got some major soccer coaching duties um, in his town. So it's either usually uh, Wednesday or Thursday nights. Uh, I don't want to, we want to try to step on as little toes as possible with, with the other streams going on. But, um, right now we're just doing YouTube. Um, we're not doing any audio just because of that extra time. It's not a ton of extra time, but, um, for Brian having to upload everything and, uh, it might change in the future, but, um, as of right now, we're just doing YouTube, um, six scale scavengers 
Yeah. It's hard not to step on toes, but if you start streaming at three o'clock on Sundays, the let's not get the let's get nuts people are coming for you. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I don't think that they're crazy happen. folks, man. Just put it out there. I'll be I'm honest. I'm excited the scavengers. I'm sorry. It's Ben. Ben is crazy folks. It's it's tough. It's tough. But the one thing that I've learned, and this this is kind of an ugly thing, but you know, stream when you can stream because the same courtesy you would you would give to others you'd be surprised how how little that gets reflected back so i don't know i'm just kind of in the in the mindset like if i want to stream like i'm just going to stream because you know i've we've we've played nice a lot and there's a lot of people streaming so yeah it's hard it's so hard to not it is and and plus we're you know we're basically working you know starting from scratch you know trying to gain back the the audience that we used to have and um it's it's probably going to take some time uh to do so and i mean we're not we're not the most at at marketing and and advertising so it's just going to kind of be like a uh you know a hopefully a, a steady cr- growth you know coming back there you go uh well be sure to check them out they're friends of the shows the OGs six scale scavengers uh put their link in the uh youtube uh live chat and we'll put it on the description for the audio listeners as well um so i mentioned a few weeks ago we wanted to start doing some segments uh for you know just each of the hosts to be able to put their own little spin on the show and so marco's kicking us off with the 64-bit fix so what is your what is your fix today marco yeah so really quickly wanted to talk about two things uh, but the first being the mortal kombat one trailer I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. That's one of the games that really got me like super intrigued with you know gaming, seeing that in the arcade, getting swept up in Nintendo 64 version. So this seems to be a reboot. It's almost like a soft reboot, though I believe Mortal Kombat 11 ended. I haven't finished the story yet, but I think it ended with like all these like crazy time dilations and then a reset of the universe. So I think what's reflected here is like a god, Liu Kang, basically. So it's almost like going back to the roots of the first game, but there's some new twists. And so there's a new trailer that dropped. Obviously, the pre-order is up. Um, so the the designs are a bit more grounded. I, I feel like everything feels a, a bit more grounded, which I like. I'm really vibing uh, the trailer overall. So to plug in terms of figures, I think that there's a lot of potential here. So obviously... Um, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, OGs. I like this like very ninja design. We've seen kind of iterations of this through like film properties and cartoons and the most recent games, but I'm really digging this a lot. Um, and then apparently Amazon Italy, I think, or like so, one of oh, those shit. may have, I don't think this is an official image. I think this is a mock-up, but I think there was a list, list, a list leaked of potential DLC characters and some notables on here would be like Peacemaker, would be Omni Man, would be um, oh my gosh, why do I always Homelander. forget Homelander. Homelander? Love that show. I don't know why I always forget his name. So if that is indeed true, incredible, incredible. I'm like this would yeah. be a must-have game for me. <laughs> so. Yeah, they've always done that with like uh, they have Spawn, uh, RoboCop, Terminator. They've always had like alternate characters to yeah. bring in. So that I. Those would be cool to see. Would be incredibly cool, right? So, yeah, really yeah, exciting um, overall that they're kind of rebooting because the the um, story got so convoluted. It's almost like we need to go back to basics. So, it seems I didn't like even know there doing... was a story. 
Oh my gosh, the story is insane. If you watch any YouTube videos, like what the hell is going on here? So um, yeah, back to basics. Incredibly excited for this. If I could give one more bargain bin bro plug though, definitely wait. Don't like pre-order anything because there's like a hundred dollar, you know, version and it comes with all these odds and ends. Just wait like till Black Friday or give it some time. These games drop so quickly. They launch with a bunch of bugs. So give it some time. And then the other only other thing I wanted to plug was tomorrow there's going to be a PlayStation Showcase. Um, so it's one Pacific time. So that would, that'd be like four Eastern time as well. Um, does anyone work? But this is gonna, this is the first showcase in a while. And so there's probably going to be some pretty big reveals like Spider-Man. Um, oh my God. Santa I'm Santa Monica that, is working on. Right. So, so if you don't catch, you can go catch these trailers on YouTube. And I want to point this out because with that Spider-Man game, there's a lot of figure potential, right? We know Miles is going to be in it. We know Venom's going to be in it. So Venom. we could get some bangers yeah. from that. There you go. So, so, you guys have any thoughts at all on either either one of these? Um, yeah, I I grew up playing Mortal Kombat with my sister. You know, player two, the little brother. So I have a lot of nostalgia for Mortal Kombat. I actually fucking hate fighting games. Um, but this is it's interesting news it's very cool to see them kind of going backwards especially like you said they're on that mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. um i know what the it was funny because in the chat sean from small talk asked like is this like an rpg or a fighting game and i was like bro it's mortal Kombat. what kind of question is that but <laughs> with the newest street fighter they've added a role-playing element where it's almost like an open world and you run and find like the different fighters. And Mortal so Kombat had that at one if... point on like Xbox on the first or second Xbox. Oh, did they? Like okay. That. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see kind of, cause the trailer kind of makes it sound like it's a choose your own adventure kind of story. Okay. Where it's not necessarily like a linear path that you could take. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this showcase tomorrow. Because I'm hoping for some Elden Ring news, uh, at least like a release date for the DLC. Yeah, but um, Because that was supposed to be this year, but now I'm hearing it's probably not till next year since they have their uh, Armored Core game coming out late, later this year and they don't want to compete with themselves. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm always excited for the PlayStation Showcase. Yeah, dude. I, I played the um, Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 mostly on Sega Genesis back in the day because uh, I would go to my, my dad's house. My folks were split up and my, my mom always had Nintendo and my dad always had like Sega. He was and, trying to be uh, the cool dad. He wanted to show you the blood. Yeah, the, the Genesis was a sweet machine wow. back then. I uh, I loved the game 1 and 2. I played the heck out of those. Um so I'm excited to see a, a return back to maybe some roots. And then, yeah, in terms of the showcase, I mean, Spider-Man 2, uh, the Marvel game, like, I loved Spider-Man 1. I really enjoyed Miles Morales uh, and have been, like, waiting with anticipation. I, you guys aren't even going to see me for, like, a, a week, maybe more, uh, when that game comes out. I'm not leaving the house. I am extremely excited. So, yeah, cool news, buddy. Thanks for thanks for featuring that for us. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um my segment i don't know if this was my regular segment but it was something i had to deal with and i thought it would be nice to peel back the curtain because i know like on the shows i really just showed the successes of the things that i'm printing and i don't often go into the failures and i think it is important to give people a realistic idea of like what goes into owning 3d printers because it's definitely not all sunshine and roses and i'm sure dean can probably um 
appreciate that. So um, right before I was going to leave for vacation and run a 48-hour print, which my printer had been running back to back to back to back 12-hour prints for like two weeks straight, getting all the Zax Wonderland uh, hex base orders done, um, Victoria's like, hey, can you print me a bookmark for my book? I'm going to read a book at the beach. And I was like, sure. And it was like a 10-minute print. And it destroyed my printer. I don't know what happened. Like a layer didn't adhere and then it got sucked into a fan and it like made its way through the fan and took these wires and like ripped them off the solder joints. Goodness. So I was like, well, that's fantastic. So um, I had ordered all the, fortunately like 3D printer parts are pretty cheap. So it was uh, to order a new fan, a solder unit, which obviously isn't a 3D part, but it's just a cheap soldering iron. And then uh, a silicone sock, which got torn up by the plastic somehow. I don't really understand that, but um, it was only like $15. And I ended up actually saving the original fan, um, retinned the leads, uh, snipped back the wire, got it all working. It was like a 15-minute quick fix. Um, And then I was like, okay, well, that's great. And so I ran a test print, and it didn't work. And turns out the nozzle um, had... I guess filament stuck in it. And I guess that was part of the reason why it failed. And so I had to replace a nozzle, which again, pretty easy fix, cheap part. I have plenty of nozzles, but I think if you're, if you're trying to get into 3d printing hobby, I think you do need to learn a lot of skills, a lot of troubleshooting stuff because, you know, it is a complicated machine that is, you know, does a lot. And there are a lot of parts in that machine that make it work. And so, um, to be able to diagnose and understand what the anatomy of the parts that you're looking at and why things went wrong, uh, I think is, is definitely a skill that you'll need to have. Now I don't have any photos and I apologize because it's really a messy process, but the resin printer I've been having like nonstop failures on it, like parts that I know I've printed these parts like 10 times. Like I know that they're supported properly. I know my build plate is level. I know that, that this, this should work and they've just been failing. And I, at first I thought it was my resin, so I mixed it up. Nope, I filtered it. Nope, there's nothing in the in the liquid. Um, and I, I don't know if it's worked yet because it's printing now, but I think what may have happened is the screen protector may have had some resin on it combined with the FEP, which with the resin printer, it's a UV-based system. And you basically print a layer on this plastic sheet and then the build plate will pull it off. And it kind of continually... Uh, prints on that sheet um and so over time as you print a lot the tension that's on that sheet can change and it'll lead to a lot of failures it just kind of loosens up over time and so the only thing i can think of is either my screen's going out or it's the fep and so i had to replace the fep and then the screen protector because that had had got some resin on it and so I'm running a print, and if this print fails, I'm I just don't understand. Maybe I just suck at 3D printing because I'm like giving this thing like max supports, max everything. Like, and if it still fails, I, I don't understand. And it's weird because um, I, uh, you know, I, I printed some of these uh, Art Trooper blasters, and so I know the file works, and then they just like immediately stop working. So I, I something weird with like something on the printer that's not working so i ran another batch uh i'm low on resin so i pretty much just ran just a few quick prints so i hope i can get it figured out because it's it's super frustrating and it's like i've been printing 
perfectly fine for like six months and i just hit like a wall this past week with both printers so yeah did you did you design the logo for it the uh no so i gave manny some particulars and uh he gave me like i think like 15 ideas and we kind of workshopped this one but it's a fantastic logo I did not realize it was a 3D printer printing your logo. I, I, oh, yeah. I, hadn't, I hadn't looked at it that close literally until the yeah, show. Yeah. That's awesome, buddy. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I talk a lot about 3D printing, but just be ready to just have your day completely ruined. And it's funny because I, yeah, yeah you know, that 48-hour print was supposed to be done when I got back from vacation. I was about to say, dude. It's And then like... the worst part is I started printing. I know everything works. But then the adhesion wasn't right, so like I was able to just literally pull the layers apart. But I think it's because it's glow in the dark filament, and I had left it out for like a month, and I think it just got a bunch of water in it, like it, it, the humidity in it's changed. So I'm gonna start fresh, brand new spool of plastic, see if it works. But I think I fixed all the issues. But I need to like get a print off so I can make sure I'm not going crazy because it's stressing yeah. me out a little bit. It's it's it can be incredibly stressful because like you said the prints are sometimes days long, and it's like that last like you know five yards of the touchdown, and it Bro, fucking fails. Dean. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. And all that material's wasted. There's no real easy way to like melt it down and reuse it. Yeah. And if it's day. resin, you're really fucked. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it's so disheartening sometimes. Mr. Musashi, uh, has some great comments here. Always the way it happens, right? The 10 minute print ruins things, not the two week print. Sounds like sports. Come on guys. One more point and injury. He says, are, are some of these issues due to the model of the machine or do these things happen no matter how expensive or how high on your machine is? So I think on both of those, I think I it's just about to it, say this and I didn't want to be a dick to you. <laughs> Because, you know, our, my machines, I did not pay for, and they are much more expensive. I never have these issues. And I and I run my printers nonstop for work. I would say the fan issue is probably more directly related to the quality of the parts. Because I didn't really pull the fan, uh, this whole unit off that hard in the solder joint ripped off. I would say the nozzle. I would assume for the Prusas, you have to That's replace the nozzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a. It's just like a. The best way I can describe it, Mister Masashi, is like changing the oil on your car. Like it's just a part that is consumed through the use of the printer. Yeah, um, it, it, it's a because I had this that, nozzle for about six months. So that's a pretty good. That's as pretty much good. As yeah, printing. it's a part that is always under stress because it heats up, cools down, heats up, cools down you'll there'll be like splinter fractions in it that you can't even see with the naked eye but it it matters when you're getting down to the you know tiny minuscule like minutiae numbers of printing yeah. and stuff um so yeah that is a part that you know eventually will will give out sure but, now sean says have the same issue zach replacing the fat work that's super great to hear because i've been stressing about it all day because like i mean i'm not saying like I put the food on my table with Zach's Wonderland, but it certainly does help at the end of the month when, you know, people are paying prints and I can like, you know, kind of have a little bit of like fun money, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just like, shit, I got to get this shit figured out. Cause I only have one of each printer. So when they, when they take a shit, it's a big deal. Yeah. Weird. I'm um, like, 
not what? very well versed in resin printing. I don't have a resin. Well, we have a resin printer, but I don't have it. And I don't use it. Um, so that to me is like a yeah. whole other like PLA printing and SLA printing are so different. It's totally it's, different. It's completely different. Yeah. There's no like fire hazard or anything. Like if it fails mid print, they can't like light itself on no, fire or something it's, silly. It's like, mostly like. I mean, I hope not. Yeah. Um, now, I will say when it failed, there's plastic like strings everywhere, mm-hmm. but like the nozzle is pretty self-contained. Like the heating element is surrounded by a silicone sock, and like there are things to protect it. And obviously, in my case, the silicone sock got ruined. At but I think that's by design so that. But I don't think they get that hot where it would actually catch fire. It would just basically make like real gooey plastic. Gotcha. Yeah, because by the time the needles move past the plastic it's already cooling that down. it's printed, it's yeah. pretty much cooled yeah. down. You yeah. can touch it. Yeah. It might be a little warm, but yeah. Um, let's. I know we're running a bit long, so we'll, we'll blow through these quickly. Hot seat. Um, so Dave Brandt, it ain't much, but it's honest work, unfortunately passed away this week. Um, and one of my favorite memes of all time and i just want to know i'm just gonna give you guys one point each we're not gonna put anything on the clock what is your favorite meme or one of your favorite memes recently of all time or recently or of all time oh man that's a good question we'll just do one point because i know we're running a bit a bit long tonight i'm i'm really you know biased you know the memes that we have on the show but yeah, yeah. the 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 one that you and I started with the a man can only admit when he was wrong. Oh yeah, like, there you go. There are so many times where you and I get into a bickering match and one of us is all you know, someone's wrong in the argument. Usually and you I, but, um, Well <laughs> You're probably not wrong because I'm pretty sure I'm the one that started using that video. Yeah. Um and I, just, I love it so much because it has so much like context, like you could put it anywhere. There you go. Marco, what about you? Mine is uh, the mm, 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 Lord have mercy. Today drained me uh, after doing nothing. That's like my, I don't even know what it comes from. I think it's like a reality show or something, but it's that lady just saying, Lord have mercy. Today drained me. And it's like me after going to the grocery store. So, Sending a fax <laughs> to Cleveland. Favorite. That's right. Oh, ben, what about you? The one I send most is the Trailer Park Boys Bubbles Decent, because I say Decent go. a lot. Uh, and the one that always makes me laugh is the uh, It's Been 84 Years, the Titanic oh, Lady. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Letty, what about you? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh, you're muted, buddy. Oh, you're on mute, you're bud. mute. Sorry about that. Probably um, Yoda, when he's getting ready to die because luke is asking him so many questions <laughs> and that's like my children asking us stupid questions all questions. the time all the time um and then uh it's a gif but um uh russell crowe from master and commander like looking through the window like in longing for something it's usually anybody that has anything nice or like ridiculously expensive i'm like like looking, oh man, you know, I'm never, <laughs> this is just me over That's here awesome. looking at your stuff, wishing I could have it. Peering through my, yeah. my two favorite, <laughs> Dean, you'll I think I know right what Zach's is. It's, okay. Anakin? It's, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. And, and? And the, not like this. Yes! 
Dean, <laughs> I'm giving you a fucking bonus point. <laughs> yes. I knew both of them, dude. Yeah. Oh, loves God. This there was really a point. Like a there was a point in my life. I think I only communicated with the not like this in the Anakin crying <laughs> meme yeah. for like two weeks. It, oh. it was kind of a problem. Can I get a bonus point for one? The uh, Zach Joker stream meme has become. Oh, yes. You absolutely <laughs> can get a bonus point. Oh, God. There was oh, a stream uh, a long time ago, and um, I put Joker face makeup on and from no the, one watched that stream Joaquin, from the, you know, the Joaquin yes. one yeah yeah and it was super funny um but yeah that's that's a good no, one and nobody watched it's kind of creepy anyways uh let's let's like let's clouds. move on let's move on or let, wait did Letty give us yeah he did yep. actually I'm disappointed Letty that you didn't mention the Justin Timberlake staring into the well, camera I mean that's <laughs> Well, That's the like best the six scale scavengers yeah. one. The best was when Roy um, superimposed Brian's face. Onto, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> onto J- JT. There you go. Yep. There you go. Um, should we skip movie of the week or should we run through it real quick? It, we're running real long. Maybe push it to next week. Yeah, we'll push it to next week. Um, okay. Yeah. So we'll talk aliens next week. Sorry, Chris, if I made you watch it. Oh, good. Nope. Um, Dean, can we thank the pillars? Keep the network yes, going. the sweet, beautiful angels. We got Ian CB, Renee Mendez, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre, King Louie, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, Equan, Chris Valen, Serena, Ben Thomas, the beautiful, the handsome Chris Letty, David Jones, Sam Gist, Daminator, Joao Brada, Thomas Clark, Eric Switzer, Six Guns, Figs, Billy Badfish, Toy Cartel, Sweet Sweet Danny Lee, Dini Martin, Stephen Kret, Big Ol' Fern, Cesar Mariquin, Mark Phillips, Lisa Martin Bomoski, Rick DeGregorio, The Everyday Collector, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ, Erwin Azucena, The Illustrious Rainer, Alan Morgan, Tukothri Watt, Derek B, Arias Portillo, Mark Randolph, Alvin J, Jazz Carroll, Joe Ridley, Pablo Meza, D-Rock, Matt Clevenger, Seth Tucker, CC, 3PO, Scott Smith, Domaton, Jimmy James, Stephen Purchase, Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, Steve and Maria Stanley, Eddie Manzanares, Louis Bennett, Chip Perrin, Jimmy Hernandez, Gigi the Judgmental, and Brenton Palmer. Oh, boy, I almost missed that angels. one. <laughs> and I was like, uh. I was like, oh, stretch that out. <laughs> uh, for Patreon, uh, our May June benefits um, are Jesus, our. The question of the week sticker, Brenton's uh, Sunday show, and the Spooderverse sticker, very, very rare uh, sticker there. So be sure to to join in if you'd like. Five dollars a month gets you the digital benefits. Seven fifty is the sticker sent straight to your door. Fifteen dollars for the figure fix assistance, and twenty five dollars for the Pog Deluxe set, and doubles of all the stickers that we send. Um, Marco, can you uh, do me a solid? Can you read these for me? I'm, uh, my voice is just uh, just gone today. Absolutely. Reading is not my strong suit. I did go to public school. But Absolute Irwin, Alvin J, Andre, Andreas IB, Andrew Gibo, Benjamin Hansen, Big Ol' Fern, Beard, uh, Bird Dad Life, Bob Dylan, CC3PO, Chris V, Cram, CT603, DJ, we got Daminator, we got Dante's Boneyard, Eclectic Collector, Equan, Fat Batman, Gare Bear, the absolute legend, Gotham Cenobites, Jake, Just Another Friday Night, Justin's Sports Card, KJ Smith, LV Avenger 702, Mark Pearson, that sweet, sweet angel, 
Eddie Money Mendez, Mr. Mom Collectibles, we got Knight, OG Fan, OMFG Rick, 1-6 Figure Focus, Paul Schreiber, Philip the Fool, S-Beam, Sam Giss, Slifer, SpongeBob Square Bowls, Sunnyvale Russ, The Ben Thomas Show, Toy Cartel, and Zeke. Thank you Those are so YouTube much. YouTube channel members. Decent. 99 cents for the Patreon only. You get loyalty badges, emojis, member shoutouts. If you're not a Patreon member, it's $2.99. You get all the same perks. Uh, just a little bit of a discount for being a Patreon member. Uh, looking at the network, we have After Dark tomorrow at 10 30. Uh, we have uh, OFAC and Small Talk on Thursday. Uh, Ian had to push things back to a week. Uh, Live and Let Dice on Saturday. We also have Collectors Club, the place to be on a Friday night at 10 o'clock on Friday. Uh, question week on Sunday. And I want to say, Dean, we're recording either Oxpedia or Cowboys sometime this week. So stay tuned for that if you are a... Um, it's a, not uh, D&D this week? Yeah, I said that, but I'm saying like we got to record it so we can oh, okay. yeah, air absolutely. it sometime Sunday or whatever. Uh, and Bob Dylan gifted 10 YouTube channel memberships. Thank you for that, Bob. What a legend. I'll have to uh, Thanks, update Bob. this. Uh, <coughs> I was so proud of myself. I got everything updated last night, but appreciate the support, Bob, you sweet, sweet angel. Uh, we also have t-shirts on TeePublic. Those are on sale. Be sure to check those out if you want to uh, rep the network there. The O's All the Wise shirt as seen today is on there. Shout out to Vervain for drawing the Chibis. Season 2 D&D shirt, Chibis. <laughs> Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> D&D shirt, Chibis. Why is he uh, laughing? Why well, he's laughing? What the hell, Ben? Just the way you said Chibis made me laugh. I don't know what you okay, want me to say. Ben, it's been two it. hours. I haven't eaten anything. <laughs> I haven't eaten either, Ben. We're all in the same fucking boat. Two things. No, Dean I, has something I have, you can eat. Two things. <laughs> Hot dogs. Um, I, um, I got to meet or we'll hang out briefly uh, with a fellow collector today. And I haven't seen them in a long time. And um, it was nice. Um, you know, obviously during that time, I don't think I was a great friend. Uh, hadn't checked in on them. Uh, they have been going through a lot. And so, uh, Dean, you'll, you'll remember them. Alan from uh, the stash bin. Oh, uh, yeah. Picked up a figure for me today. And uh turns out he lives right down the street from me. So... Uh, we're going to get together next weekend when he has his daughter and uh, do a little barbecue. So I'm very excited about that. So shout out to Alan. Nice. He's been having a, you know, a lot of stuff going on his on life the past few years. Alan. On hold until Alan. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I miss him and I love him. And he, he would always call me a big brother. And I always uh, really like that. And, and, you know, check in on your friends because I, I did a bad job and, and I never checked in on my friends. But I'm glad, he's, I'm glad he's doing all right. It's a major. For sure. Major character development for Zach to to recognize that. Okay, that's important. Okay, no, no, no. I'm not being a smartass. Like <clears throat> to know that you fucked up and to admit it and to yeah, I felt bad. Yeah, I did also have a very exciting announcement. Uh, I haven't gotten approval from my wife to share this, but I'm gonna share it anyways because you know the homies that stick around after the Patreon read, uh, those are the real homies. So uh, my wife and I are expecting. And uh, we are uh, eight weeks uh, at the moment. Congrats. And um, we don't know anything like the gender or anything like that. But uh, we'll talk more about it on After Dark tomorrow. But I wanted to kind of plug it just a bit on uh, Tuesday. And uh, we're excited. We've been been wanting another kid for a while. Um, You know, a few times we thought we may be getting there. But, uh, you know, wasn't meant to be at those times. And... 
uh, we're, we're hopeful and excited and, uh, you know, excited for the new this week. Uh, due date is December 27th. So really Whoa. excited for that. And for tax purposes, I hope it's in 2023 because <laughs> I need that, that dual child income. Uh, Paul Schreiber with the $50 Super Chat. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate that, buddy. Love That's you. Awesome. Thanks, Love Paul. you, my guy. So, um, <laughs> Bob Dylan, the Oxfather seed lives on. There you go. <laughs> I would play the nut button, but I don't think that's appropriate with the, <laughs> no, it's very appropriate. My wife's. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I love you guys. And uh, do you guys have anything that you want to uh, plug? I know you guys all got your your own channels and everything. So can I just shout out yours? the scavengers coming back? Like that's so incredibly exciting. It really what were is. the first six scale podcasts I found. That's the that's the way I found CW. I think Dean yeah. was on one of your episodes. Um, yeah, you definitely oh. got myself and other people in the community through some very hard times during, during the pandemic. So great to see y'all back. Appreciate there it. You go. Appreciate it. Happy to be back. And uh, you know, thanks, thanks guys for having me on. And uh, you know, hopefully, you know, be on again in the future. Yeah. Sorry, we kept you up so late, but <laughs> yes, I need to go to bed. What about you, Ben? Uh, two quick things. So uh, thank you to everybody who's been reaching out to me through private messages after LWO stream last week. I shared some personal news uh, of things that are happening in my life. It's been a bit of a hard two weeks. Um, so, it, yeah, you know, if even if I don't get back to you right away, I, it's very much appreciated you guys reaching out. Last night, and then you guys, I, I love you guys. I was having a real bad day yesterday. I kind of nice threw a, a Hail Mary into our, our group chat just to be like, I feel like I need some support and some and some love. And you guys chatted with me for hours, had me laughing in bed by the time oh, I, I was, was all dying. said and done. Dude, so like a chat last night. It, it helped. It helped for sure. Uh, so I love you guys. And then, um, obviously, uh, Sundays, uh, we've got Let's Get Nuts on the Ben Thomas show. Uh, it's doing really well as a live stream just for a Sunday afternoon chill session. I always have new guests on. Uh, Letty, of course, you're more than welcome to join uh, if you ever want to pop in there. Uh, it would be great to have you, buddy. But, uh, yeah, if you have uh, not had a chance to see this past Sunday's episode, definitely check that out on uh, the Ben Thomas Show. It's a fun time. There you go. Just uh, catching up on a few of these comments before we let you guys go. Toy Mafia with the uh, shocked emoji. SpongeBob Squareballs, congrats, Zach. Absolute Irwin with the congrats. Paul Schreiber, again, with the uh, very generous Super Chat. Paul's such a great guy. Um, it's funny, when we moved into this house, Paul was like, hey, do you have a, a housewarming uh registry i guess i don't know what you call it but he got us this uh fireplace for our house and we use that thing literally every day it's fucking fantastic so paul's always been a, a day one uh dj my guy congrats zach you're crazy for having another kid but congrats g slifer congrats buddy bob dylan the Oxfather seed lives on eric rodriguez congratulations mr musashi hopefully you feel better zach thanks for the stream uh bob dylan zach can't help but drop those pre-orders uh slifer wishing you and your wife the best and pablo congrats zach yeah i'm really excited i'm really i'm really bad at keeping secrets and so it's been like killing me to not share it with the patreonies um you guys uh in the you know our little show chat i've known for a while but um yeah i love you guys and uh yeah i'm zach i'm dean i'm marco i'm ben <laughs> and i'm chris and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.